Yeah. Yeah. That's how box office. Pennywise <laughs> <laughs> or something? Yeah. No. My one word is fun but disappointing. That's, That's not one. <laughs> I want to get back to the more serious topic of have you seen my one? <laughs> have a look at my gorge hands. Look at my gorge hands. <laughs> Shit. I've lost it. No, that's it. Done, done, Damn done. it. <laughs> TV. That's where I'm at, you know that. Yeah. yeah I'm happy. Look, you know what? I'm happy to do that. But <laughs> Which my... one? <laughs> Sorry. What a stupid thing that was. Yeah. You yeah. will get your piece of chicken in a second. <laughs> Here we go with another episode of Off Topic with the Movie Guys. I'm Sean Macy. What's up? And there's Jason McDonald. Hello, how are you? Hey. <laughs> Welcome to the library What's again. <laughs> are we back in the 90s? Uh, yeah, or clearly late, I just saw a scary 90s? movie 2 the other day or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, what's Oh, God. Isn't Love it, it. Yeah. Not all good things of pop culture make it in the film. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? I'm well. I'm no, well. No. It's been a very good month. How is Sean Macy? I am. I want to know. I am. Tell well. me what. <laughs> I am well. I. Uh, I'm like well. you are well. You. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Personally, yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. Just, you know, can't be doing any better than I am. Oh, awesome! Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's great. I'm news. rich. I'm acting. <laughs> no, oh, hang on. <laughs> oh God. Uh, no, 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 no. But on the positive note, uh, I, I did accept work. Even oh, you're though, working again. Even though I keep saying I'm not going to work. Right. Um, things pop up and they just sort of make sense for the, the timing of what I'm doing. And uh, yeah. so, yeah, I'm going to do four weeks, five weeks, I think, on The Voice Australia. Nice. Working with the coaches again, a okay. role that I have done in the past. Nice, yeah. um, so no more uh, BJs in the public toilet then? No, no, don't need money that badly. Uh, I haven't done that since 1995. Oh. All right. We've started low. <laughs> oh, God. Because um, <laughs> you hired me. <laughs> um, but anyway. Or as I like to tell people. I rescued people, you out of the public bathrooms. As I like to tell people, you were forced to hire me. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, how was your uh, month? It's been Because we, we do this every month now, like the actual apps. Yeah. Yeah. And we give them plenty of content. I think the last one came in at three hours and something. Uh, three hours and uh, 59 minutes and 59 seconds. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, tonight's episode will be two hours on the dot. Two hours, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to hammer that through, aren't we, at two hours? Yeah, we've yeah. said that before, though. <laughs> and already, like, what have we actually said in the last two minutes and 39 seconds? Said, we, we've said <laughs> and achieved nothing. Nothing. And we're three minutes in. All right. Yeah. No, let, let's, let's achieve something. So, Can I tell you what? Well, you asked yeah, the question it. Yeah, and yeah. You, I didn't let me fucking answer. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Good. Tell me. Anyway, we can move on. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the week that was the Avengers Affinity War was released. Oh, my God. Woo! Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are we doing here? We need to go see it again. <laughs> we do. So what do we think? Uh, well, 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 I'm glad you uh, mentioned that. Uh, I really want to talk about it too much here, except for that I really enjoyed it because you should be going back and listening to our little review yes, of Avengers the, uh, Infinity War. On the podcast right now, yes. That's right, already released. Uh, there is 
obviously, a non-spoiler section that we start off with. And then major. Yeah, spoilers. major spoilers. Major. So, so much so that we go through a whole spoiler section at the end. Hmm. All right. Then we do a super, super spoiler, spoiler section. There's a, there's a new category. Uh, we can't say too much about that right now because... Spoilers. Yeah, you don't want to give away no. uh, anything. So if you do want to listen to a little bit that's spoiler-free, there's about 10 to 15 minutes there that you can do that. So. I think it's about eight minutes, but yeah, okay. <laughs> it tells you that it's actually 18 <laughs> minutes uh, when you go back. Right. Right, let's lay a bet. Like, yeah, the, know, thing like, does, the thing does go for an hour. Let's, uh, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's put a bet on it. No. Why not? <laughs> because it's freshing your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I had to write down the time before. Yeah. So what's been happening, bro? What are you, uh, what right. are you been up to? Obviously, you've got some work coming up, which is good. Uh, I went on holidays. Oh, where'd yeah. you go? I and uh, the highlight from that was obviously Movie World. Movie World. Yeah, I, to... I saw the photo you got with Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah well, not me personally, <laughs> but uh, my boys. Yeah, sure. Which was great. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, she just happened to be on the street. She was actually, sure. she was actually sure. just leaning on a post. It's not sure. like that I circled the time that she was going to be walking around. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but my, oh, look, there's Catwoman. Well, we, we, I, I know you don't believe it, but we happened to be walking through and sure. she was leaning against, and my boys were like, oh, my God, Catwoman. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll sure. go over and take a photo. Yeah. And I gave it. Before you went there, the night before you showed them a photo <laughs> and said, listen, when you see this girl, I'll make sure you tag uh, on my jacket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, no. It was all by chance because uh, we were about to go see the stunt show, uh, which happened to unfortunately be cancelled. Uh, now, I saw a photo and... Yeah. and- Tell me if I'm correct here, but mm-hmm. is the stunt show now AMC's The Walking Dead? Mm-mm. Oh. No, no, no. Not at What's all. What's that? I don't know. Did it have anything to do with The Walking Dead there? Oh. Um, the, the, the whole stunt show was um, a car stunt show. It's almost like they're building um, or shooting something and they involve the audience for a moment and... Because uh, it was Police Academy way back when. Yeah. But someone else, maybe someone's in Universal... Uh, America or something, and they have what looked like the stunt show. From I think one of uh, our mutual friends, Cameron, I think he went mm. to a Universal. Right, that's somewhere. what I'm thinking of, yeah. And, it might and have they been had it. the uh, Walking Dead. Yeah. How good is that? Uh, don't know, I went on my own holiday um, <laughs> to Movie World, <laughs> which I very to, much uh, enjoyed. Yeah, smash um, yours. But anyway, uh, shout out to Cameron <laughs> and Amy, who are now in Canada, Banff to be specific. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, good luck. Have fun. Yeah. It's a new life so back to my story, back to me. Oh, it's about you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So DC Rivals, which is a, a ride that they've got there, it's the fastest uh, roller coaster 5G? In, the, in the southern hemisphere. Southern hemisphere, which is really just New Zealand and Australia, but anyway. Yeah, fine, yeah. but it's still the southern hemisphere. And, and uh, <laughs> uh, man, this thing was... 5G? I, I've been on, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's 5G or 4G. I, well, I, Superman's 5G. Oh, right, Superman was nothing lethal compared. Weapon, the old lethal weapon, which is now... Whatever that is, was 4G. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, I don't think there was a lethal weapon left. I think they might have maybe changed the name of it into something else. Yes. I think I think, I think. it was still there, but it was the name of its change into yes, some sort right, of yeah. DC yes. thing. Yes. Uh, anyway, Superman, I, all I can explain is that it was fun, but it was over and done with pretty quickly. Yeah. DC kind Rivals like was a challenge. <laughs> like I had a headache after the first time I did it and I, I was... Uh, it was like the blood was thrown about my body so much that I was tingling as I got off. But hang on, to put this into perspective, we need to know your uh, threshold rate as a thrill seeker. Oh, well. Out of 10, what, what would you rate yourself as a thrill seeker? Uh, currently, probably about a seven. Okay. 
Um, but so I you used... haven't bungee jumped? No. But you I... haven't skydived? No, but I, not because I chose not to. It's just I never no, went no, I'm just to go trying and do to, it. I'm just trying to get a perspective oh, here well, the I audience. used to ride a motorcycle along a three-lane highway <laughs> at night and close my eyes in the middle lane to see how long I could hold my eyes closed for. I've never heard that story. Well, it's true. After I was working at Video Easy uh, at one of the stores um, down at the Hillsdale, I used to catch the M5 all the way home and uh, at night I would sit there because the... Gee, the it's got a bit dark. Yeah, well, that, no, you asked. You asked what's my thrill-seeking. I, I like real stuff. None of this, uh, you know, you're strapped to a person, you're skydiving, all that sort of stuff. Mm. I get that there's a thrill. Yeah. And today, even, I would admit I probably wouldn't do it. It's just not, but I'm just, I'm just not interested. I'm not scared. I'm just not interested as much as I used to be. But this one, this one really did uh, challenge you, push you. Yeah, it did. Uh, and I've been on some great roller coasters uh, around UK, um, but uh, this one. What was that one called? It, this one, as as you Mary know, everyone. Poppins? Oh, I can't remember what I called now. No. It's a long time ago, <laughs> man. It's a long time ago, but. Um, it was the fastest in the Northern Hemisphere at the time. Uh, one was at Blackpool. Not a great place to go, by the way. But anyway, this was like a fastest drop. This one, DC Rivals, you get to the top. And they don't, they don't dawdle about getting you up there. It's a long way up. And the Joker's face is right at the top. I put it on <laughs> our Instagram page. Nice. And it takes you up there. You know, it's not a Superman ride where it just like, absolutely hammers you out of that front gate. Out of the gate yeah. But it gets you up there quickly. And then once you get up there... Um, and you actually want to uh, get over the top and then you sort of head down, that usual head down part. Yeah. Well, you don't just head down. You the sort of, dipper. You, yeah, the dip part. Yeah. You head down and sort of under yourself. Oh, yeah. So you really feel like you're coming off this ride. Yeah. Because it's not a loop-de-loop, which obviously you... Um, Contains you within the loop. Yeah. The loop. Yeah. Now, it gets to the loop-de-loop, and as you're at the top end of the loop-de-loop, it does a 360 the other uh, the other way, if you know what I mean. Like you're sort of – if you're let's say you're going up vertically, yeah. it throws you 360 horizontally in a circle. Oh, wow. So that's at the top. So it feels like it wants to throw you off the, the loop-de-loop. Wow. And that's, that's – So the, you really don't feel comfortable in this roller coaster. No, that's the first like, yeah. two parts. Then there are a couple of normal bends to get you around. Did and you then, scream? Uh, for fun, like I didn't scream because uh-huh. it was involuntary. He screamed for fun. <laughs> <laughs> he screamed for fun. So I went okay, on. Okay, sure. The beauty sure. of it was uh, I went just after Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Queensland, where um, Movie World is, mm-hmm. had already all the kids have already gone back to school. Yeah. So that I could just walk yeah, onto these rides. Yeah, run on the place. Yeah. How good is that? Um, there were a few kids there, probably up from other states. Did you push in front of them? Are you you ready for this? Yeah. One of, this, one of these kids, because I went to the single line all the time, so I just put you with someone else. And the second time I got there and the kid's like, I haven't been on this. He's probably about 11, 12 years old. I've never been on this ride. I'm really scared. And I said, oh, look, that's fair. <laughs> you should be a little bit scared. <laughs> Is that what uh, you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I said, believe me, and after this, because all my friends are standing off down, they wouldn't do it. I'm, I'm challenging Hang myself on, to do it. this is your second time on this? This is my second time, ride. right? So I've done it. And I said, but believe me. When you finish this ride, you're, you're going to love it. And they're going to be so jealous. Yeah. Because this is the hardest ride you'll ever go on. And you'll also know what cocaine feels like or crack. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go that far into that sort of stuff. And, and then he turns to me, after I've said it's going to be tough and you, know, you, you, you will struggle a little bit, but you know, in the end, you'll survive and it'll be fine. And he said, well, today is a great day to die. Oh, flatliners. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I looked at him waiting for that acknowledgement that, 
it was a movie line. Yeah. What's your and last I don't name? Know if he, Sutherland? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was a movie line. I mean, he may have seen the 2017 film. Yeah. I don't know if he did, and I didn't bring it up with him. I should have. But I was so shocked that he said it. Anyway. Because I remember coming off the Superman ride, which you've been on that and the one you're talking about now, and I had like a na- such a natural adrenaline rush off that, you know. Yeah. So you're saying this is another step up again. This one, yeah. I, I, as I said, I found Superman just... And I, so chronologically, I did one DC Rivals, then I went to Superman, oh, then went back okay. and did two DC Rivals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I found Superman just fun. Yeah, that was it. But it was so quick; it was over and done with. You, you, you feel it's like a minute for DC Rivals the whole ride, yeah. and at the end of it, you, no more. So a friend of mine who I'll be working uh, with on the Voice, who runs all the talent, like controls everything, knows, worked with Tupac Shakur oh, at wow. one stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's great. Uh, she wasn't going to go and, and I, I wouldn't say based on my review she went but I said to her if you want to be challenged you've got to do this ride and they went and then she went on it and she said that um, her youngest who's I don't know probably mid-teens passed out no way yeah um, it's full on awesome yeah. well I have to go so I really recommend it I really yeah. do for anyone around the world who's looking to come to do some theme parks obviously Dreamworld's a great one to go to yeah. SeaWorld was really good but when SeaWorld, you, SeaWorld's great for the family, I reckon. You know, it's got all the animals. And, yeah, and it's got some great rides, you know, yeah. for the kids and stuff. And there's one good storm coaster for the adults, which is good. Um, the dip takes you into underground. So it just adds that. And it's got smoke and stuff, so it adds a little bit of element um, of not knowing where you're going to go. Yeah. But still nothing to, like movie world. If you're a mid-teens adult, just get on the rides and keep going on them. So while you were away... Um, after your, your time off because you're not working I was at work the whole time mm. yeah was that fun? no I didn't go to any movie premieres or anything <laughs> I hope you enjoyed Nobody all the pictures I sent with me uh-huh. <laughs> yeah I, you think you sent me a, a text <laughs> saying <laughs> something like where are you I, like, <laughs> I miss you man <laughs> so uh, do you want to get into what you we've been watching yeah yeah alright Give me, uh, give me. Look, obviously, I've seen heaps of stuff here and there. I'll just go through the highlights, really. Um, it's been a while. So I started watching uh, Lost in Space, which yeah. is a Netflix original um, remake of the 50s TV show. 50s or 60s? I think it was 60s uh, of Lost in Space. Yeah. Um, look, man, I've only seen three episodes, but they're really, really good. High quality, awesome production quality. Yeah, My I've heard gosh, some good things. Yeah. It's amazing. Few little twists on it from the um, original, but it also pays tribute. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, watching the the remainder of that. Uh, I think, like everyone in the world who loves quality TV, watched the first episode of Westworld. Yes. On Monday. Yeah. Did yep, so I did, watch that? I did. You watched that? Yeah. Yeah. I so did. interesting. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to the season. Same. Yeah. I really just hope they cross into different worlds, if not one world, which I think they do because I've seen in the trailer they go into the uh, the Oriental world, which uh, Samurai world, which I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, right. Hmm. I don't know if you can say Oriental anymore. Just so you know. Say again? I don't think you can say Oriental anymore. It's one of those terms that's derogatory. Oh. Just so you know. Uh, I also watched the season for I watched the season for Fastest Sorry, Car. The reason why I said that is because I listened to a podcast that was talking about um, uh, song lyrics and how people get things wrong. And there's actually a song that says, um, you know, 
Bangkok, Oriental City. But they mm. thought it was something yeah, else. Yeah. And they'll talk about how, yeah, these days they couldn't have those lyrics anyway. anyway. Right. I like to keep current, that's all. I thought Oriental would be like saying Australian. I know, like Caucasian uh, or yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just thought our listeners might be interested just in the current um, things. Uh, Yeah, so I watched uh, something a little bit different, and that was a TV series called Fastest Car, which was also on Netflix. It's like a a six parter, and essentially what they're doing is looking for the fastest car over a quarter mile, and they get um, uh, supercars. Like there's one supercar, each episode contains of six cars. And that's like and a, have a, race. a V8. So it's, it's a supercar, which is like a Lamborghini or a Porsche. Oh, or, you know, okay, like a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, versus five made-up sleeper cars. And the sleeper cars are obviously look nothing on the outside, but they're all mechanics who know their shit, yeah. and they've built this monster underneath, right? <laughs> so it's really intriguing. I really like that stuff. And um, I'm not that I'm into cars so much today, but I'm starting to get it back a little bit, to be honest, because I was right into muscle cars when I was a teenager, like most teenage boys are. Um, so I'm starting to get that passion back. Anyway, side note. Um, so, yeah, and then whoever wins goes into the final race on the salt planes oh, uh, so yeah. then they have uh, eight cars I think uh, in the final race of the, of the ones that won the uh, prelims yeah um, and and there's a couple of supercars and there's a couple of sleepers in there so they do a couple of sleepers win a couple of supercars oh, win oh, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that yeah because there's a crossover episode on Top Gear um, when I was doing the Aussie uh, version yeah and we crossed over with UK for one episode and uh, we turned up with a V8 you know, Ford V8 car or Holden, I think it might have even been V8 yeah. Ute. Yeah. And it had to be something that was iconically Australian, so a Ute makes sense. Uh, and Jeremy Clarkson turns up in a Ford Transit van. You know, right. it's basically the van that people would deliver things in. Yeah. And, of course, the, the joke being that when he um, uh, slid his side door open, that the floor was cut out and a massive engine was just built in there. <laughs> so this thing was an absolute beast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So it's really good. The, the way I'd recommend you watch this, if, obviously you've got to be into cars, right? But they do it in three acts each episode. The first act is like an introduction to all the players and then the cars and their background. The second act is kind of their struggle during the making of the supercar and their like a little bit more backstory. You know? yeah. And the third act is the race. What I'd recommend mm. is I was finding myself a little bit bored in that second act. Um, so I was just watching the first act and then the third act. First act gets to know the character, which is important, yeah. and the car. Yeah. And then the third act's a race. Oh, it's a good way to kind of zoom through it, you know. Yeah. Uh, pun uh, intended. And what's that called again? Fastest Car. Okay. Yeah, it's I'll, on Netflix. I'll look it up. Yeah. The other thing I've been doing with my time is um, I was with a good friend of mine, and we I think I may have mentioned that last episode. And we watched Life of Brian and um, and the Holy Grail. Yeah. And I just, you know, I, I know I've always loved those films and I, I openly say that uh, Life of Brian is the number one comedy of all time, in my opinion, right? Yeah. So clearly I like uh, Monty Python. And anyway, Netflix has got all of Monty Python's catalogue. It's just come on. Right. All of their back catalogue. So specials, documentaries, live performances, flying circus, meaning of life. Everything, Life of Ryan, Holy Grail. So oh. I've just like binge watched. I'm kind of skipped here and there a little bit, but I've watched a lot of their their past. 
And um, if you're a fan of Monty Python, I highly recommend you watch one in particular because it has a little, kind of goes at the heartstrings a little bit, but also has their historical back catalogue. And that's called Monty Python's Meaning of Live. Not life. Yeah, live. live. And this is where they did a um, necessary, a necessary comedy performance, live yeah. comedy performance at the O2 Arena in um, UK. Yeah. And they had to do it because they were being sued. I won't go into that, but they, they were really, one of them was actually almost declaring bankruptcy. <laughs> so out of necessity, they had to go on the road again. Now, these guys are now 65s to 75, like 70s, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. No spring chicken. Yeah. And they had to go and do these all these um, skits that they used to do anyway. So the documentary covers all that and their struggles a little bit, but then it shows them performing live. It also shows back catalogue skits and awesome. Okay. If you're a fan of Monty Python, I highly recommend you watch that. I will. Yeah. Um, Done. <clears throat> that's it. That was me for TV. So you want to do TV? Uh, do you know what? A lot of the TV I watched was that run-of-the-mill stuff that I usually watch. Right, because you go to season seven Lucifer, or whatever. Lucifer, yeah, yep. exactly. All the current. Um, last week tonight with John Oliver. Yeah. Um, the, you mentioned the only one that I probably would um, pick up, which is uh, the, the Westworld. Yes. So... Uh, yeah, in TV, uh, that's that's another hero. You just got your, your regulars, your go-tos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I did watch a fair few films with some okay. highlights for Ooh. you. Highlights. Uh, yeah, and one of them is actually a Netflix original. Um, I'm sure everyone is aware, especially you, about you know how I feel about Netflix original films as such, like Adam Sandler films and things like that. You have a similar sort of yep. feeling about them. Um probably less care taken with films like that than, than anything. Well, I really enjoyed this particular movie called Game Over, Man. Yeah, yeah, so I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. I actually watched Adam that. Divine. Adam and, Divine, uh, yeah. Uh, Anders, Anders, what's his name? Anders Home, Blake Anderson, Chloe Bridges. I didn't know anything about it. I just, it came up. I thought, I saw the cast, watched the trailer, was in the mood for something like that. Yeah. I'll do it. And sure, I'm not asking people to run out and um, <laughs> watch this at the cinema, but certainly watch it on Netflix. If you've got a Friday, Saturday night spare, you just want something to chill out with that's just a bit mind-numbing, <laughs> really. Like some of the jokes are terrible. Some of the um, humour, you know, is, is cock and ball humour. <laughs> um, but overall, it provided a bit of an adventure with, with some out loud laughs. Adam Devine must have a, a contract with Netflix because he's had two films in a row now, like a, like one month after the other. The, f the other one, the first one was When We First Met. Yeah, is that the more romantic? Yeah, romantic yeah. Um, comedy with um, Alexandra Daddario as well. Yeah. So I saw that with the girls. Yeah. And we, we didn't mind that either. Was, yeah, look, it's just easy, light entertainment. Yeah. And the, I think, but this is the, this is a slightly better step up than just getting someone like Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. And, and letting him have complete control yeah. of films. Yeah, which I, I actually... I'm going to talk about Adam Sandler in what's hot and what's not a little bit later good. on. So I won't go into too much of that. So, so Game Over Man was a nice surprise because it was a late night watch. Um, and, and look, simply, it is uh, a bunch of guys who always come up with these fanciful ideas and, and whatnot, but they're more based around um, like tech and apps and yes. things like that. And they're, like, they're gamers. And, and gamers, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they, they have ideas around right. that and, and whatnot. And 
uh, almost in a diehard sort yeah. of sequence, you know, a, a building is taken over that they happen to be cleaners in the hotel of this big building. Uh, and they, they take on the responsibility of, of changing the path of these bad guys, I guess. Yeah. That's the most basic way I could explain it. Sounds like a fun take on Die Hard. Yeah. If you don't like it, if you don't mind your cock and balls jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely cock and balls jokes. <laughs> uh, right. Then I saw something that really changed the way I listened to my music. Okay. And it's called The Defiant Ones. And it follows two people. It follows um, Jimmy Iovine, who started out as um, a brush boy, like a sweeping up studios and stuff like that. A guy who, you know, was kicked out of different schools, was fired from different sweeping up studio jobs, <laughs> um, but then just happened to find the right one who, who taught him how to engineer um, music, like how to work the engineer yeah. board. Yeah. Um, and he just had a work ethic once he got into that that, that allowed him to um, basically – put himself into the limelight. Um, and I won't go through that whole process because it goes over four episodes. But the quick of it is that he works with some of the biggest names at, in their first albums in the business because he was hardworking and he just had these ideas that they seemed to, to like the Respond most. To, yeah. Respond to, yeah. And he could work and manipulate people that he needed to. So you could take that as a positive or a negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for him especially when I get near the end of this. Uh, it, it's obviously a positive for him. Um, but anyway, he's worked with some of the biggest names. Springsteen, he, he did most of U2's early albums. Right. Yeah, so he produced most of those. He, and he works his way into producing. And that's, that's a whole um, episode. It's brilliant. The other person and the other half of this story is Dr. Dre. Right. Right. And now after Straight Outta Compton's come out, uh, you know, there's obviously a, a bit more of awareness about Dr. Dre. Um, but this really opens up the, the gateway into his life and 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 how he feels about music. And they're, they're almost two kindred souls in a way um, that music is everything to them. No, no one else – people mean things to them, but really yeah. the number one thing in their life is is just making music. They're obsessed. Yeah. yeah. So it goes, it goes through the ups and downs of the companies that they join and create and get kicked out of or whatever, right? And it's a wonderful ride. It really is because it, it covers all the generation of music that you and I are into. It covers all styles of music. There's, a, there's one scene where Dr. Dre is sitting there um, and it's just entering into a scene. Like he's on a holiday somewhere or whatever. And the camera is just coming along and echoing like beautifully throughout this beach scene is Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit. Right. And you think maybe it's Jimmy Irvine, it's sort of more his style. And then there's Dr. Dre with his headphones on. I uh, don't know why, because it's playing out loud. <laughs> uh, but he's headphones on with his laptop and he's just rocking out. Like just, it's not massive. It's not like he's jumping around, but his head's just really it's going. Appreciating. Because he loves music. Yeah. And that got me because I love all styles of music. So to hear someone who's just completely hip hop yeah. getting into. Rock. Yeah, yeah. well, alternate, alternate you know, rock, sort yeah. of stuff. So, you, sorry, is this a movie or a... Doco. It's a it's a do, it's a four part Doco. Doco, right? So it's a long form. And the TV, reason yeah. for it is because these guys join forces. These guys are, and as you as I'm holding up and no one can see it, these guys are Beats headphones. Right. These guys sold Beats headphones to Apple Music for three billion dollars. Holy shit! 
right? So the headphones that I wear on my head, which I was one of the early adopters, I was probably second generation adopter, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. first generation. Um, and and I used to sell these at a store when I was, you know, yeah. <laughs> needing a little bit of <laughs> extra cash. Um, so I used to listen to all of them and, and sell them, and I, I just I knew I loved them. Like the the bass was everything. Yeah. Watching this Defiant ones in episode three or four gives you an idea as to why the bass is so good. It's because Dre just used to sit there and he'd put on all these headphones and just tune everything to the way he wanted it. Wow. Yeah. Um, so anyway, th- that's that's the whole thing. It's yeah, not I a secret. It. They sell it for three billion dollars, whatever. Yeah. It's the journey, man. It's it's insane. Yeah, cool. Um, I've seen it there, so I'll yeah. definitely. Any music lover, you'd be remiss if you didn't watch this. Yeah. This this um, doco, four awesome. part doco. All right, the defiant ones. The defiant ones. Yeah, get into it, man. Cool. Um, Sorry, that one took a long time. But that's uh, right. No, it was good. Uh, I'll throw one back at you. I watched. Better watch out. Which is yeah. a horror, humorous horror. I won't say horror comedy. I'll say black horror. <laughs> I somehow have heard of it. Yeah. So here's the thing. I know why you've heard of this. Is uh, Better Watch Out was li- virtually an Australian film by Australian director, Australian cast, filmed in Fox Studios. Right. Sydney. Yeah. But it's completely Hollywoodized. Yeah, like great. It's all American accent that feels and looks like a Hollywood horror movie. Yeah. And they've done a really good job in that. The thing with this, and it didn't, it wasn't very successful in the US theatrical domestic, right? I kind of think what the reason being is it's actually quite a nasty film. Yeah, so is it R rated? Uh, I think it's MA. Okay. But it's just, it's a bit nasty, you know? But it's got a real kind of tongue in cheek at the same time. Yeah. It's either whether you appreciate that or you're turned off by that. Yeah. Um, I was almost turned off by it, to be honest, and that's me. Yeah. <laughs> but. So just gore. Gore is nasty gore. or. It's not gore. It's, um, it's hard to talk about without giving away because oh, okay, yeah, there is yeah. a bit of a twist. Yeah. Which is a cool, nice twist. You know, we've been. Look, this is like a typical kind of house invasion style horror movie yeah but i, I like how but how it turns it on its end and i don't want to say too much now where can i see this it's on uh, netflix oh man like oh so, no sorry no it's not uh, <laughs> sorry i mean so used to saying that it's out on home entertainment right now you can rent it from your local kiosk or you can buy it from jb hi-fi stop selling your you kiosk can... to me mate. <laughs> <laughs> or you can rent it from uh, itunes um or i'll have a copy very very soon yeah, I'll go to my little video store and yeah, it'll be there. It there yep. Yeah, um, so obviously, better watch out. like Christmas, Christmas themed, and you'll recognise all the Aussie actors. It's got a, a nice little small part from the um, the rebel who was in uh, Stranger Things season two. Okay, yeah, you know, yeah, the, the blonde kid. Yeah, blonde kid. The little little Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, yeah, he's in a, and you'll know the rest. They're all they're literally all Aussies. Um, so yeah, I can't say too much more about it without giving. Too much away. All I will say is approach the movie at your own risk. You've got to be into horror. You've got to not mind the nasty side of things. And it is quite gory, but um, it's a bit, yeah, it's just a bit nasty sometimes. So just be careful. Definitely don't be showing, you know, young teens or kids. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. So watch that over you. What do you got? Uh, I saw, this is my last one actually, uh, that's a highlight. Um, It's All the Money in the World. Right. Yeah. Have you seen yes. it? Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, you know, I love true stories, as yeah. you know, a lot of people do. Um, and uh, to be fair, I, d- I didn't know a lot about 
the story. this story beforehand. Um, so it's something that because I watched it in fact last night. So I'm going to go out and, and research it a lot more to see what was true, what wasn't, and read about actually what happened. But as a film, I think that they did so well in lit- littering little points throughout the movie that then wrapped up as you went on. But all of it was fairly subtle. Yeah. There, w- there was no big payoff or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, there were lots of payoffs along the way. It was a high-quality thriller, suspense thriller. Yeah. <clears throat> now, this is famous for, obviously, uh, Christopher Plummer taking over Kevin Spacey's role. Yes. As um, the rich... Uncle, and I can't and see it any other way. I know, right? Yeah. He's so good in it, you couldn't see it any other way. No. The actual fact he's actually playing the right age, whereas Kevin Spacey was under a hell of a, a lot of makeup. Yeah, you know. And Mark Wahlberg's in it, as we know. We've talked about the film on the cast before, but Michelle Williams for me was excellent in this role. Christopher Plummer was excellent as well. Yeah. But those two, Michelle Williams and Christopher Plummer, were brilliant. Maybe it's just because I'm used to her being fairly good, but I just was like, oh, okay, she's, you know. Yeah, I think it was in her subtleties that you're talking I mean, about. That Mark Wahlberg was playing ex CIA agent Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, and he was fine. He's brilliant. Yeah, but brilliant in what he does. Yeah, but I thought I thought Michelle and Christopher Plummer were spectacular. Mm, interesting, interesting. Mm. Anyway, um, really good. Yeah, highly recommended for people who like. True story, crime, thrillers, that kind of genre. Yeah. Definitely an easy, like it's a good watch. But I say like even just details about life. Like I, 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 can't, I can't go into it too much, you mm. know, because you don't want to spoil anything. But the structuring of the money um, is, is what makes sense to the whole film. Yeah. And it, but again, it's just a little point that they keep bringing up here and there. And that's all I want to go into on that. But... Everything has a reason in this movie. Yes. Every feeling that you have about either disliking somebody, um, loving somebody, whatever it is, there's a reason why this happens. And that's what I love about the filmmakers in this. Is they And the story, the writers, just brilliant. So interestingly, uh, there's another <clears throat> there's a, another long-form TV show coming out about the exact same story. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to remember the name of it now. It'll be coming out this year, Yeah. and it's like an eight to ten parter, probably something like a Netflix thing, I would think, or maybe it's a HBO. Sure. Mm. It's on the exact same story, and if you watch the trailer, um, it really feels the same as All the Money in the World, but different cast yeah. and obviously 10 episodes so it's 10 they're gonna hours. get to delve into it a lot yeah. more yeah god i'm so sorry i can't think of who's in it or there's some good cast in it yeah yeah a good television cast and the name of it is like a one word and it's like um it's not like fame but something like that i'm just trying to find it now but <clears throat> i'm trying to think of one person who's in it hang on uh Trust? Yeah, trust. That's it. Mm. Yeah. So my, my, my job, people, is, you know, as um, a producer is to research things quickly. <laughs> there it is. Actually, it does, that's my job is to yeah. get on Google and put the right words in. So who's in, does it have who's in that? Or? Oh, I'm not that good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. I'm on IMDb, so let's have a look. Uh, but Danny Boyle is the director. Yes. That's all. That's all that comes up on uh, just my quick Google. <laughs> but that's brilliant, Danny Boyle, doing. Yeah, it was like this. he's a producer. He's probably directed the first episode. Ah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So the cast, <clears throat> excuse me, is 
Donald Sutherland. Oh, yeah. So he's going to play John Paul Getty. <clears throat> yeah, which is great. Uh, Hilary Swank, awesome actor. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, come back. Yes. Uh, and that's about the main. So Fraser's three. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Hilary Swank is the wife. <clears throat> Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. Uh, really good casting. I mean, besides, you know, Brendan could go here or there. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah. yeah. If Boyle's so, involved, uh, I think it's it's going to be solid. Now, the other thing I watched was um, a movie that's been on my my table for years. It's, it was like 2016 or something like that. And I just haven't gotten around to watch it. And one day I went, you know what? I'm watching this film. Yeah. The movie's called Dope. Yeah, right? I don't know much about it. Yeah, and it was it was critically acclaimed at the time, and it's a really interesting um, film. Anyway, f- first things first, I really enjoyed this film, and I highly recommend you watch it. It's not for everyone. It's like an urban gangster feel. You oh, know? yeah, cool. So I think um, one of the first movies that Sean and I watched together, um, by choice, not by screenings, it was um, Baby Boy. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. With Snoop Dogg and yeah. Tyrese, I think. Tyrese, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's... The, that's the kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. that little tricycle sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh that is the feel. That's you're watching that meets Boys in the Hood, but it's also got a bit of fun to it as well. Okay. Um and the funny thing about this whole movie is it's set in modern day, but the three main protagonists are um fans of the eighties. <laughs> and 90s, early 90s. So hip-hop of the music of that yeah. era. So they dress like that. So the main guy's got like a full flat top. Oh, brilliant. All that. So it's just kind of fun, you know. And, and it's called Dope. Dope. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, it's really cool. Uh, it's just different, really good acting and it's got a really good story and I think you personally will really dig it. Uh, and if you like that Boys in the Hood or <laughs> yeah. if you remember Baby Boy, watch it. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, certainly an urban flavour. Uh, and it's around drugs, of course, and music, the two, two things that bring it together. <clears throat> um, I I've been in this massive Friday the Thirteenth mode. I finally bought the game on Xbox. <laughs> hey, do you realise I can now go and see Kelly Rowland and talk to her about her being on one of those films? It was Freddy vs Jason. I'll, 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 do you want me to get it signed for you? Sure. Yeah, actually, yeah, I've got a Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, brilliant! Yeah, yeah, awesome. I'll do that. That'd be that'd be great, right? Like yeah, because she's, she's quite a big player in that film from memory. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Oh, she's probably number two. Yeah, dies well, dies like second last. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, that's that's a good feat. Yeah. Um, uh. So yeah, I bought the game and and obviously just sparked my love for Jason, who I do love, and so I started watching all the films again. And to Sean's point, I watched Freddy vs Jason, and I didn't realize, but Kelly Rowland's actually in the film. And uh, she's a quite a main player. And I'm going to have to watch it before I do it, though, in case I get asked a question. Yeah, it's quite amusing. Um, <laughs> and the only other thing I've seen really uh, worth mentioning is uh, Mission 4. So I'm just going through all the missions. Oh, yeah, So yeah. I watched Ghost Protocol. Now move on to Rogue Nation before Fallout. Yeah. Oh, Fallout's going to be good. Yeah, I can't wait. Good. So trailers, while we've been away, um, we have had uh, the premiere trailer to The Meg. Yeah. The Stafe. I haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't seen no, it? No, 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 I haven't. I'll, uh, I'll put it on after this. Yeah, so it's really <laughs> interesting because the American trailer was like a real tongue-in-cheek, played with Sinatra music in the background. Oh, brilliant. And it was totally, yeah, but it was totally about, okay, what am I watching here? Is this Piranha or is this um, Sharknado or is this Jaws? Yeah. 
you know. Uh, then they did the international trailer, which wasn't having fun. It's <laughs> just ripping people apart. Yeah. And, and uh, anyway, so uh, I think it's, I, look, you know what? I can't wait. I don't know why I love these kind of big creature films, but if they're yeah. done well, yep. I'm in. Uh, Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom. Now, this one had its final trailer. Yeah. And can I tell you, this was probably the third one now, maybe the fourth. It was the final one. And I don't like to go past number two in the trailers. No, I know. Yeah. But I wasn't sold on yeah. the film. Yep. And so I'm like going, I'm going to go to trailer three. Yeah. And then I'm still not sold. Then I went in the final trailer, came up and I'm like, I've got to watch this because at the moment I'm not crossing the street to watch this film. Yeah. Then I watch the final trailer. I'm like, okay, <laughs> take my money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from uh, a you know father of a um, child who's five and, and who has seen uh, Jurassic Park 1, 2 and we'll be about, about to see 3. Um, in short form. In, in short form? I know what you mean. Hang on, I'm right. <laughs> You're chewing on <laughs> I don't know what you mean by short form. He's watched all the films. Not properly? Yeah. No way? Yeah. Was he scared of Jurassic Park 1? No, not at all. Oh, man. No, no, I, no, I sat there with him, obviously, throughout the thing, because I had the pause of like fast forward. Those velociraptors or, are still scary. You know, he loves that sort of stuff. Yeah, he, 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 as well, scary he loves as you, dinosaurs. Though, right? He loves dinosaurs, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, for him, he's watching them and he's Rain Man calling out facts <laughs> about yeah. velociraptors and how fast they are and how to choose the true. fastest man. Yeah. You know, blah, I forgot blah, blah. that, yeah. So he, he's sort of missing that scary part. But um, I saw this trailer. And I thought, I can't, he can't watch it. He's yeah. not allowed. At five years old, there's... Also, also at the movies, too. Much. It's going to be a lot scarier yeah. with the sound. And... But even, it just, it came across as almost like a dinosaur horror, just with yeah. uh, that new dinosaur walking in and raising its sharp claws over to... Oh, yeah, God. no, thank you, Helpy Helperton. Yeah. Uh, your shout? Uh, so I, I saw... No, no, oh, your shout a for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's your shout for a beer. Oh, all right. It's okay. Right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I talk about the next trailer. No. <laughs> uh, well, you can talk about it actually. Um, the house with a clock in its walls. Mm, uh, very interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is a big studio film that's directed by none other than Eli Roth, who is the uh, grand horror master behind movies like Hostel and um, uh, Cabin Fever and stuff there like that. There you go, or Massa. Oh, thank you. Um, and <clears throat> thank you, Sean, for shouting. <laughs> the beers that you bought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it stars, here's where it's interesting, right? Yeah. It stars Kate Blanchett and Jack Black, correct? Yes. Yeah. Black and Blanchett. Yeah. And um, it's got a real kind of, a little Black bit shirt. goth, a little bit humorous. So imagine maybe a, um, what are we watching here? It's like a uh, Goosebumps. Yeah. Meets <laughs> kind of a Harry Potterish yeah. feel. It felt like a little bit. Doctor Strange even. Like I don't know. Just magical. Yeah. Fantasy, yeah. Fantasy. Anyway, yeah. I'm 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 willing to give it a go. Because Eli Roth has not directed a proper studio film. Ever. Yeah. He was attached to the Meg. Right. Yeah. And but he for whatever reason mm, that didn't happen. I uh I, you know, at the moment it hasn't sold me to go to the cinema. But it saw me to watch the film. Can you imagine him doing a movie without one drop of blood? (laughs) I mean, it looks like there might be some (laughs) blood somewhere. At least a drop. Yeah. At least a drop. Equalizer 2. 
trailer hit. Denzel yes. goes all Washington. Good. Yeah. And they're just following on from... It looks like they are. I hope they improve on that just a little bit. One thing I, I found uh, with Equalizer was just a little bit, a tiny bit slow for me. Just felt like it needed a little bit of tightening up. You know, whether it was 15 minutes or something, just kind of, you know, tightening yeah. up. Too serious. Yeah, yeah. I find that, that with Antoine Farquhar, who's the director, he's just a bit... Sometimes he can be just a bit too serious. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas I think something like Equalizer doesn't need to be as serious. The other one that I want to mention is finally we get to see the full trailer to Venom. Yes, uh, did see. I did see that one. What do you think? Uh, well, it, I I want to see the movie. I I just needed to see a lot more of Tom Hardy and then Venom. Yes. It's it, look Venom's scary enough for for me to want to go see this film. Yeah. And Tom Hardy. <laughs> Seems to be. What I liked about this film is that they're going to play. It seems like it's going to be a bit of humour between um, uh, Venom and Tom Hardy's character um, Brock. Oh yeah, um, sharing the same host, I guess. You know what I mean, kind yeah. of. And they've got this inbuilt personality conflict, and I think that's kind of fun. I didn't expect that. Yeah, I'm not sure whether that's in the comics or not. But... I don't, and that's the thing. I don't know a whole lot about. Yeah. As I said, I'm DC more than I'm anything else. So. Uh, do you th- any rumors about anyone else turning up in <laughs> Venom? Yeah, I reckon we might get a little Tom Holland cameo. Yeah, it's yeah, got to be right for sure. Yeah, Tom Holland plays uh, Spider-Man and Peter Parker. For those who don't know, um, yeah. I, well, I know I can tell you he's credited in the film, so <laughs> so he's turning up in some way, shape, or form. Okay. I think it's probably more of right. Peter Parker. I think he's probably going to be. Um, uh, yeah, I think he'll be in Peter Parker. Okay. Not Spider-Man. That's interesting. Hmm. Anyway, mm. we'll see. Final battle. Because it's not Marvel, so they're going to be careful of that crossover there. Yeah. You know. So like, what is it then? Well, it's, sorry. Oh, it's not MCU. It's not MCU. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Marvel. It's a Sony Sony project. Of course, yeah. Sony. Yeah. That's so funny. Mm. Oh, business. No way it works. That's uh, me. Brilliant. Well, awesome. Well, that's... Uh, that, that, obviously, we don't haven't seen each other for a month, so... We had a lot to, that we had going. I've seen I've seen a fair bit uh, over the last month. Those were just the highlights. Oh yes, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to go off air and talk about <laughs> all the bits that will just absolutely <laughs> bore you to death. Um, but uh, next we have our segment, which always follows us. I don't know why I'm talking like a robot. It's news. It happens. News. It happens. It did happen, Sean. And um, there's a current theme running through this podcast, and that is Avengers Infinity War. (laughs) What do you got? Well, it opened to $39 million in the US on Thursday night. How much? How much? $39 million. $39 million. Domestic. So Avengers 2 uh, opened to 26, uh, sorry, 27 million. So it's 13 million more than Avengers 2 on opening night. Okay. It's expected to pull around 220 to 250 million dollars in its opening weekend. So are we breaking records here or If it does, to set the bar for you, Star Wars The Force Awakens, which is number 1 opening weekend of all time, 
opened to $248 million. How was The Last Jedi not the... You know, if Force Awakens... <laughs> how was The Last Jedi not the... I know. I guess there's been uh, time between drinks, I guess. But anyway, let's not have that argument. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if this does 249 or 250 plus million in its yeah. opening weekend, it'll be the number one opening of all time. Okay. I, I feel it deserves yeah. some sort oh, of plaudit. Maybe it was it. always going to be up there. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, strangest thing, stranger, I can't say. <laughs> Strangers. <laughs> stranger things. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me what he's won. <laughs> stranger things, season three, yeah, yeah. Uh, has started filming this week. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Uh, it's due dates, obviously, uh, October, Halloween. I just really enjoy sitting down on Netflix and just appreciating that yeah. you know like I save it up and just whenever I can just lay down and watch it all I think they did a great job on season 2 yeah uh, I think season 3 will be I reckon more of a challenge to be honest uh, do you go bigger and better because bigger isn't always better blah 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 so they got their hands full there but it'll still be a fun ride to sit down and watch them as you're saying you know. the thing is it's far away from number 1 now that you can take a slightly different direction and, and strip away it yeah. can't be number 2 you can't strip straight away yeah I feel I haven't seen anything that can, that can do it that well. I think they're smart enough. The guys are Duffer Brothers behind it to to know all that. I think. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens. But yeah, still very exciting. Have you heard of uh, CinemaCon? Uh, I mean, I have mm. just through reading, um, you know, bits and pieces about it. So CinemaCon is like my movie conference I have on the Gold Coast, but it's in America. Yeah. And it's every year, and it's where the studios showcase their up and coming slate. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Um, but it's American. <laughs> so they get a heads up on all the good stuff coming I've out. I've seen some so Joe Blow things on Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Joe Blow's there just covering it as well. So I'll just give you some highlights of what's kind of come out just for what it's worth. Um, so they saw the Predator trailer. Yeah. Look, uh, apparently it was great. So hopefully we'll be seeing a, a the Predator trailer. It's called The Predator. The Predator trailer quite soon. Oh, I'll, I'm, I'm there. Anything yeah. with Predator. And Shane Black. Is oh, wrote Black. and directed. Oh, so, great! Yeah. yeah, so really okay. keen for that, and a very unique and unusual cast actually uh, in that film. It's interesting he's who he's put together there. Uh, Aquaman footage. They showed some Aquaman footage, so Good. obviously this is what DC's riding on. And yeah. uh, I really have faith in James Wan. I think he's a great director. Yeah, and I follow him on Twitter. Oh, you do, okay. and and he's really good. He's active yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because. He came out saying, I just wanted to address a lot of the reports about me reshooting a lot of things. Um, this was always planned because of scheduling conflicts. And while we were there, we decided just to get a couple of versions of different things. But all of it was planned. Yes. None of it is a rash decision. Yeah. But thanks for your concern. It's <laughs> all <laughs> like that. Um, the Glass trailer uh, was premiered there as well. Yeah. Um, when I say premiere, it's not really the right word. It's shown, sure. showcased. Yeah. So Glass is the um, to wrap up the trilogy in uh, Split and Unforgettable. So it's the third part of that where the Beast and um, Glass, who's uh, Samuel Jackson yeah. and um, Bruce Willis's character name, can't quite remember. They all come together, and um, so the little bit that was shown in the trailer that was verbally told to us was um, that all three of them are, I think, stuck in like an asylum. <laughs> and because um, they all think they are genuinely, all think they're the last remaining superheroes. 
Oh, right. Right? Because they haven't uh, met yet or anything like that. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously Bruce Willis and um, oh, sorry, Samuel yeah, have. Samuel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, so anyway, very interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing where that where that goes. They also showed the Halloween trailer, which yeah. is obviously I'm a yeah, big McBride. fan of. Yeah. Yep. So this one looks like it's old school tribute to the very original Halloween with new, mixed with new school horror, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I think they're going back to the roots there, which I think is a great idea. And it's actually kind of like I've said on the um, – sorry, like we put on the uh, Facebook page that it's um, – along with the poster yeah. – that it's uh, the official second part two. And uh, it follows on 20 years after the, the goings-on of uh, Halloween, the original, yeah. John Carpenter. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So Brilliant. Can't wait for that. Some good things coming out. The one that's got – Everyone talking, though, is a weird one that you would not think of, but I'm very excited. And it's, I don't know if you've ever heard of a horror film called Suspiria. Yeah, I have. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's red writing on a black background. Yeah. So Suspiria <laughs> is uh, directed by Dario Argento, who is a, an a, a Italian director. Yeah. And it's, he's famous for his kind of gallo horror and uh, real goth horror and really, really gruesome horror as well. This one here is a remake by the Call Me By Your Name director, you know, Call Me By Your Name, which was about the I haven't seen the that. love affair in Italy, I think, in the eighties. Yeah, with um, Arnie Arnie Hammer. Hammer yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's his next film, which I think his name is uh, Luca Guadagnino. <laughs> 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 yeah, sorry, Luca. And uh, anyway, so it's a remake of Suspiria. It stars Dakota Johnson, okay, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yep, cool. Yep, and uh, and Tilda Swinton. Oh right? yeah. So what this movie is about for people who don't know, which will be a lot of people, is um, this ballerina, American ballerina, goes to a German academy, like a high prestige academy for dance. Yep. And Black Swan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Think think Black Swan, <laughs> but it makes Black Swan look like Barbie. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's not good. So yeah. I can't tell you the twist because the twist is great. Okay. And good. I don't want to say Because I haven't seen it. Oh beautiful. I know I know of the movie, but yeah, I have yeah, never yeah. seen it. So. so I won't say anything about more more about it than that. Yeah, good. Other than a scene that they showed at CinemaCon has had people squirming like this is the most graphic thing they've ever seen. Oh, I don't want to tell you what it is because no, it'll give away a little bit of a twist. I, I, I won't watch any trailers. I'll just go into this film <laughs> fresh. Oh, man. You'll love it then. Yeah, yeah that's what I'll do. It. It's one of my favourite classic horrors. Yeah, okay. one of my favourites. Um, oh. Anyway, so uh, the other big news for me. Do you have news, by the way? Uh, well, I do, but I'm happy for you to go on okay. if you want. And, yeah. Quick one. The other big news for me, and this is really exciting for me, is there's a... One of my favourite books is The Long Walk. The Long Walk was uh, written by Stephen King yes. under the alias of Richard Richard Buckman, right? Right. It's just a short story. Yeah. It's, it's, I love it. It's such a great... Based. It's kind of like, imagine Running Man meets Hunger Games, but with, with teen boys. And there's all that drama behind like um, teen boys, right? Yeah. Kevin Spacey's nowhere to be seen. <laughs> is it too early? <coughs> uh, yeah. Really? Is he locked up on it? <laughs> anyway, that was, sorry. A, that was a big swig of your uh, Imagine. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll put another movie in there and give you. Imagine 
Stand By Me, that, that um, coming-of-age style of Stand By Me, yep. and then put Running Man and Hunger Games in Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. What it's about is that they, by, by lottery, or by drafting a base, I guess, sorry, they pick out 100 male names between the ages of, uh, I, think it was, I think you have to be 18, but anyway, 16 to 20, whatever it is, teenagers. Yep. And the, the rule is you have to walk like I did a long walk, you have to walk You're on the starting line, you start walking, you cannot drop below four kilometres an hour, right? And if you do, you get shot. So it's also and mixed with speed. This is like dystopian. Well, it's like dystopian future, right? Yeah. Um, but it's also Keanu Reeves' speed. You can't <laughs> drop below 40 miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the bus, yeah, yeah. sorry, yeah. Uh, and then it's literally last man standing. Wins the prize. The prize is anything you want for the rest of your life. Oh. But 99 of the other boys die. It's, it's, I, I, mean, I love this book. It's such a real personal favourite of mine. Wow. It's probably not for everyone, but uh, I've got it at home if you want to have a look at it. I would, it. yeah. I'd love yeah. to. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm really... Well, I haven't even talked about what this is actually about. So <laughs> they have... That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> they have um, hired a writer to adapt it to screenplay. So this baby hopefully will be coming to the big screen soon. Could you stretch it over nine episodes and put it on Netflix? Could. In actual fact, it's probably better. Best form is um, over a do- uh, over a, a miniseries yeah. style. Yeah. You, I can imagine you get to know different characters oh, throughout, yeah. and, and then hundred percent. You know their relation is to whether they're at the front Dead or back. Esque. Yeah, but you, you, there's a finite end. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you could do it like a Walking Dead for. A, I guess it's one season, but yeah. Yeah, fine. Awesome. Anyway, very right. happy about that. That sounds good. Mm. I'm into that. Next well, one is uh, Star Trek Four. I just wanted to oh, touch yeah, on this, yeah. right? So they're actually, what they're doing is they're making Star Trek Four. It's already written, and they'll literally be starting pre-pro pretty soon. Yeah. This is the one that will introduce Chris Hemsworth's character, who's um, Captain Kirk's dad, back into it. Oh, great. Yeah. So Chris <laughs> Hemsworth's actually going to be a main star in Star Trek Four. Yeah. However they do that, right? Which is cool. Oh, I'm happy right, with yeah, that. Yep. And uh, I think there's even a thing with Chris Pine in there as well. Don't know how that's going to work, <laughs> but that's what they're, they're doing. Then, then after Star Trek Four, they are developing the Quentin Tarantino script on the side to hopefully make that Star Trek. May not be five. It could be just like another... A Quentin Tarantino script? Yeah, yeah. Haven't you heard about no. this? No. Yeah. For so, a Star Trek? Yes. So <laughs> I thought we'd talked about it on the pod, but maybe not. So Quentin went into J.J. Abrams' office and went, dude... Okay, 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 listen, okay. Oh, I got this idea for Star Trek, right? Okay, okay, right. And then, you always like. Um, he pitched this idea to, to JJ and he was like, that's freaking amazing. Yeah. So he got a whole team of writers in and Quentin pitched it to them and then they've been off developing his his treatment, which is probably 30, 40 pages, whatever it is, yeah. into a film. While they've already written Star Trek Four. Yeah. So this has all come out. Uh, recently, and that's where it's up to, you know. Uh, so, you know, Quentin, Quentin's won't be like an R-rated thing, but it could be pushing the M a little bit, you know. It may not be so clean and, you know. So maybe if Quentin stops making films, making films, yes. he'll still continue right. writing because hmm. that'd be great. Unreal. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, last thing for me. Yeah. Saying last thing very quickly, though. <laughs> Speaking of Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. What are your initial thoughts when I say this, Men in Black reboot starring Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson from, they were both from Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. 
Tesla's also in Westworld. Yes. Great. And Creed, awesome actress. Yes. Uh, what are you thinking? Reboot, Men in Black, Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson. Right, I guess. Like they had great chemistry in Thor Rag, Ragnarok. Yeah. It, fine, but um, it doesn't excite me, I guess, because yeah. I'm a big fan of the original MIBs. Yes. Um, and this feels like they're reaching out to their target audience. Yeah. And trying to cross get a cross section and yeah, any any word that you can use in business, throw it in there mm-hmm. and I'll hate it. <clears throat> and that's what it feels like. And many blacks are a bit sexist these days, isn't it? <laughs> people in black. Yeah, people in black. <laughs> Pibs. <laughs> Pibs two. It's the PRB. <laughs> Pibs <Yeah>. three. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Last thing for me, quickie. Um, a quiet place two is already in development. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it left room for that, didn't it? I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. I forget that. Yeah. Well, it's been it's been enough that you. But I think Paramount's going. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah. And well, I mean, um, you were so lucky you just said that because I almost, I just gave too much more away. I guess. Well, the, our listeners may not have seen it either. Yeah, no, well, yeah, but. It's their, their <laughs> what problem. do you want? It's three weeks later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, but Kaczynski is attached to write and direct, so he's still there, and that's I think that's important. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that it remains his baby. Yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, great. Fantastic. That's me. Um, very happy with that. Good. Uh, so, Steve Irwin. Yes. Just got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. I saw that. And I uh, just a little yeah. uh, clap to that. And one of the nice things about that is Russell Crowe um, sent in a letter of support, which was one of the major um, reasons for, for it to happen this time around. Okay. I don't know if anyone understands how a star is actually um, – uh, got yes but you need to lobby for one they don't give you one they don't turn around and approach you and go hey i want to put you down no, no. you've got to lobby um the, the the people that are in charge of this thing and get letters of support and you know just right. basically do a like whole a marketing campaign and pitch yeah. for it yeah and so if we start now <laughs> the movie guys I reckon in about 15 yeah. years We might have enough support To get one Yeah No but we, we, we could make a movie out of it Yeah yeah um, And then maybe get on But the, <laughs> As a result of the film the, the, I mean look You know he, he I guess he made a film Didn't he He did He made, he made one film yeah. um, But he did a lot of TV Yes he did a lot a of TV A lot yeah. of TV So um, It was a collision really, course I think it was Collision Course, yeah. yeah that? Uh, well done. Yeah. Good reach back. Um, I, I think it, it made sense for him to get one. And uh, it's just like he was a lovely oh, He's a national man, icon and hero. A national icon, yeah, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I'm very happy that he got it. Well done, Russ. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well done. Um, now, dun, 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 Speaking dun, of death. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Oh, we're not going to the second part. people, and I'm sure there are more than what I have here, but uh, these are the three that, that I really noticed over the last month uh, of people who passed away. The first one was uh, Milos Forman or Milos Forman. Shall I get some Eddie Vedder in the background? <laughs> yeah, seriously, start playing some songs. Uh, and obviously he was the director of uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, Armadeus, The People vs. Larry Flint. Yeah. You could go on from there. There are, there are loads of other films. And... My personal favourite of his being Man on the Moon. 
Um, so just another quick, you know, if you haven't seen, uh, what's the documentary on Netflix called again? Is it uh, Andy and I? Or yeah, Andy, Andy and, and I, me. Yeah, or yeah. Did you end up watching that? Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 awesome, yeah, yeah. So watch Andy and I, you know, quick documentary uh, uh, about the making of Man on the Moon. Cameras followed Jim around the whole time. He famously Crazy. didn't break character. And uh, Milos Foreman. Uh, and, and how he dealt with someone yeah. like Jim. It's really interesting to see and how it almost broke him in, uh, in that film. I love One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I, I just love it. And what's the other? Amadeus, not so much. But there was another one you mentioned that um, I love of his. What was it? Oh, People vs. Larry Oh, Flint. yeah, I love People vs. Yeah, yeah, Larry yeah. and Courtney Love yeah. and that was fantastic yeah. as well. And yeah. uh, Then uh, we had um, Ali um, Ermi. Sorry, Ali uh, Ermi. Oh, yes. Do you remember who he is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is uh, the um, drill sergeant yeah. from Full Metal Jacket. And look, he's been in some other films um, uh, after that after that movie. Oh, of course. Yeah. But he didn't start out as an he actor. Was in you like, know. Um, gosh, he was in like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. They, they, they brought him in to, you know, because he was in the army. So they brought him in to actually um, teach the, the actor who was going to be the drill sergeant. Right. Yeah. Right. But he was so good that Kubrick yeah. just turned around and said, well, you're, uh, it. You're, yeah, it, you're it, man. I'm sorry. Man, the single greatest drill sergeant scene on film history for me, like easily. Yep. And um, I'm going to... Unbelievable. And just in case you're not aware uh, of the name or the film, you'll definitely know some of the parts uh, um, if, you, if you hear them. So I'm going to play a couple of lines just now. What's your excuse? Sir, excuse for what, sir? I'm asking the fucking questions here, Private. Do you understand? Sir, yes, sir. Can I be in charge for a while? Sir, yes, sir. Are you shook up? Are you nervous? Sir, I am, sir. Do I make you nervous? Sir. Sir, what? Are you about to call me an asshole? Sir, no, sir. How tall are you, private? Sir, five foot nine, sir. Five foot nine. I didn't know they stacked shit that high. You trying to squeeze an inch in on me somewhere, huh? Sir, no, sir. Bullshit. It looks to me like the best part of you ran down to cracking your mama's ass and ended up as a brown stain on the mattress. I think you've been cheated. And that's why he is uh, <laughs> one of <laughs> the best drill sergeants uh, in history. Um, I think Vincent yeah. D'Onfrio was, uh, was the main – and oh. uh, Matthew Modine. And, yeah, it was, that's a great film. I, I love that. I really, really love that film. But I'll tell you that uh, a scene that was probably paying tribute to that, uh, which came out recently, which was Hacksaw Ridge with Vince Vaughn. That was quite – Close, oh, yeah. you know, there was a bit of uh, Full Metal Jacket in that, I thought. I, I didn't think it was disrespectful. I actually think it was almost paying a bit more, a bit of tribute. But maybe, I don't know, we'll have to ask Mel Gibson. Maybe it's completely unrelated, but yeah. Uh, then, re quite recently, I think the last week, um, Vern Troyer mm. uh, passed away. And, and, you know, there are many characters that he played in, in terms of oh, yeah. Hogwarts in, in Harry Potter yeah. and all that sort of stuff. There's one that will stand out. The one that will always <laughs> we'll stand out. For, yeah. And that's in uh, Austin Powers' Mini-Me. Mini-Me, yeah. Um, and uh, obviously he's the Mini-Me of Dr. Evil. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, and and he, he was just great and uh, it was fantastic. Uh, so unfortunately, yeah, those guys passed away and I thought it was important, something we should probably add in just to you know, give respects to, yeah. to these guys. Yeah. Other than that, we're going to move on to Shate Impressions. Oh, God. Shate Impressions. God, that was even terrible. <laughs> Each week, <Yeah. laughs> Jason and I uh, come into this segment 
with somebody in mind, of course, that we're going to try and impersonate. Um, and we know we're shits. Yeah, well, we're shite. Shite. Yeah. Not quite shit, it's but not, we're yeah, shite. Yeah, yeah, we're shite. <laughs> and uh, this week, we thought that uh, we would go with something that, again, is along the theme of <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. There's that theme. And the character only says three words. I am Groot. Hmm. So, obviously, that's Groot from Avengers. Yeah, and Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. So, how does this volume work? Volume 1 and Volume 2. Well... I reckon we could have a bit of fun with it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to do an impression of Groot, and you have to, like they do in in Avengers and Guardians, you have to guess what I'm actually saying, what the interpret. What you're, what what I'm you're saying. saying, okay? Now, yeah. are we in a space world here? Like, you got to give me some form no. of context. Um, no, no, I'm uh, I'm a teen teenage Groot. Okay, you're teenage Groot. Yep. Yep, <clears throat> and I'm. Um, I'm on Earth. Teenage Groot on Earth. Yep. And, uh, well, that's all I'll say. Okay. Yeah. So you've got to get what I'm saying, right? Okay, yeah. <clears throat> There's a bit of physical acting here as well that you guys can't obviously see, but Sean will be able to see. And <laughs> hopefully he'll be able to get a few more Grootisms. I'm sorry, but I want all of your acting to be in your voice. <laughs> Oh, like Vin Diesel? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am Groot. No, you're Yoda. <laughs> Again. I'm Yoda, I'm Yoda every week. Next week we're doing Robert Downey Jr. I am Robert Downey. <laughs> Jarvis? <laughs> what am I saying? Say it again. Can I get... Yeah. Cool. I am Groot. Um... You're sorry. Uh, kind of. Yeah, kind of. <clears throat> You've... I was actually having some uh, <laughs> uh, social commentary on the, the teens of and today and technology. Teens of today and technology. Oh, right. That's what I was saying. Is that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can I have a go? Sure. Right. I'm good. I'm going to say that um, you're pissed off because you haven't had sex for three nights. I want a fucking beer. Oh. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Of course. One of my favorite lines in Avengers, which we talk about in the review, is when Chris Hemsworth is talking Groot. Yeah. And Rocket goes, I didn't know you knew Groot. And he goes... He goes, yeah, I took it as an elective in Asgard. <laughs> so good. So, so for the second line, we always do two lines yes. uh, of each one. Can we, can we flip the script? And can I give you the feeling I want you to convey? Okay. We'll see if you quite get there. All right. Um, so the first feeling I would like you to convey is that you've hurt your foot and Thor did it. And Thor did it. Yeah. With his hammer. He well, dropped his hammer on my root. That's 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 a bit of a euphemism, isn't it? Because he doesn't have a hammer for that for that uh, film. Uh am I baby Groot? You're a teenage Groot. Oh teenage Groot. Yeah, we'll stay with Avengers. Yeah. Okay. I am Groot. 
Are you unsure that you hurt your foot? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am because he's a superhero and I look up to Thor and why the fuck did you drop your hammer on my foot? (laughs) Good recovery. (laughs) All right. What have Um, I got? (laughs) I want you to uh, convey your emotions when you're um, admiring uh, Black Widow fighting in the distance. I am groom. <laughs> Put your tree back in your pants. <laughs> Sorry, branch. Put your branch back in your pants. Um, I've got a slight change there. What about, um, just to finish this off on oh, this. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Here's one for those playing at home. <laughs> Adult Groot. Yeah. Ready? Mm-hmm. I'm listening. We are. Groot. We are Groot. Can you remember that? Oh, God, no. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, when Groot dies and he's with Rocket and Rocket's crying. Spoilers. Oh, it's fucking part <laughs> one. That's Volume 1. And he's like, we are Groot. And then he dies and he comes back and they recede him and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. He says, we, for the first, first oh. time. We agree. It didn't hit me as hard as it did you. <laughs> Clearly, I was affected by it. Tito, pass me some tissues. But he always says, I am Groot. Jermaine, he stop teasing. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Oh. We went there. We actually went there. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, people. But we're moving on <laughs> to, hey, that's in my top five. <laughs> That's in my top five. What if it was in my top five? Well, it's fine because it's your top five. Exactly. So what are we talking about here? (laughs) So today we're looking at films with an ensemble cast. Why? Because Avengers Infinity War has come out and it's one of the best ensemble cast films that I have ever seen. Yeah. It's a uh, phenomenon. Yes. Can I just, because this won't be part of our top five, can Uh I just rattle off the names that are in this film just to set the scene? In in on uh, Avengers, yeah. I thought we're done with the Avengers. No, the names we didn't even cover it in the review. Yeah, it okay, go ahead. No, but just to give you perspective. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Rattle, rattle. Ready? Yep. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta find where I wrote it. <laughs> oh, no. That was such a big builder. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Don Cheadle, Benedict Cumberbatch, Tom Tom I knew Benedict would get me, (laughs) Tom Holland, Chadwick Boseman, Zoe Zoe Zeldana, Karen Gillian, Tom Hiddleston, Paul Bettany, Elizabeth Olsen, Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Idris Elba, Peter Dinklage, Benedict Wong, Dave Batista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Gwyneth Paltrow, Benicio Del Toro, Josh Brolin, Chris Pratt, William Hurt, not to mention Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly and Michael Douglas, of course, and Stan Lee. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> uh, that was good. Yeah, there's a lot of people in that. Yeah, oh, it's crazy, right? Yeah. Like, what would their um their salary bill be? Like, you spend three hundred million dollars <laughs> on a film, it's got to be like a hundred million dollars tied up in cast. Yes. Yeah. Well, if yeah. if not more. Yeah. Um. Well, 
that is uh, that's interesting because the, the way that I would like to think about an ensemble film. Yes. So it's sort of a couple of ways we can have a look at this. What yeah. Do you, what do you, where, which way do you go? Well, my my personal feeling is that you need at least three stars. Okay. At least. To tick over to the consideration. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. Considerate, yeah, to go over consideration, and they need to have somewhat equal playing time. Okay. Right? Okay. And that's that's. Okay. You know, I'd like more, by the way. Like my perfect ensemble cast would be somewhere around the the six to eight mark. Uh-huh. That's where I'd start. But three qualifies you. And to depends have on what film. those three are, and you know, all the, there's a lot of ways to look at it. I prefer a listers mm-hmm. for the, for uh, three for most of the film, but anyway. I've gone a couple of different ways. Okay, I've gone that way. It's wrong. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I've gone that way, but I've also looked at it a few other different ways. I'm going to rattle them off as I go through my top five, and I'll say why at that time. Yeah, and obviously mention it quickly in the honourable mentions. But generally, I've I've gone with. That and because the other way you look at it is the movie may not be that great, but the cast is so good that it's actually got you to watch the film, for example. So, is that consideration? Well, yeah, it is, you know, because it's an ensemble cast, or you're looking at Godfather having a great ensemble cast, so yeah, and it's the greatest film ever made. So, that's my number one. I haven't really gone down that path there, I've gone down the got a little bit more creative this time. So, let's see how we go. Okay, how, really how do you want to do this? Well. I quite like the five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Because you get to get, really get into a list. Get into it. All right, go. And then we'll do honourables, yeah? Yeah. Because there's going to be a lot of people that are listening going, oh, hang on, what about... You know, oh, man. Film? Look, with all of the, my top fives, they are how we feel in that moment and they are ever-changeable. And it's very difficult because you are putting in a lifetime of films yeah. into a top five. There's always going to be ones that you miss, but these are the favourites to us personally. And that's why we haven't missed any. Because I could have the bottom five worst films of all time in my top five. And yeah. it's still right because it's my top five. Exactly. Yeah. And the other thing too is it's all <laughs> also being around at the time. Because, you know, if you get an older film, people may not appreciate how big or, or important that person was at the time in film. Or how big that pairing was at that time. Or, you know, those little things as well. So, but anyway, it's our top five. So There's a difference between... What's the top five and what's my top five? Exactly. Yeah. Which is why we it's call my top this five. segment my top, my top five. five. <laughs> All, All right. right. <laughs> uh, you going to get cracking? Yes. At number five, I have The Untouchables. Great. Right. Obviously. I had this as an honorable mention, just saying. Yeah, no good. So that's um, obviously uh, Sean Connery. Um, we Kevin Costner. Things, we do things with the Chicago way. Mm. Oh, I have to do I have to do Sean Connery at some point for show oh, impressions. Oh yeah, um, that down. Not that that was a good one, but it just reminded me that I was trying. <laughs> uh, yeah, and Kevin Costner and and, and Robert De Niro, De Niro. And, and blah blah blah. You could go on. Andy like, Garcia. Yeah, yeah. The important part here is the the pairing of Sean Connery, Robert De Niro, and Kevin Costner. I mean, I get why it's in your top five because. Sean Connery was bigger than Ben Hur then. Like, he didn't do a lot of Massive. films. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But when he came out to do a film, it was like, wow. Kevin Costner was actually as big as you got back then. Yeah. He was the number one star. He was the yeah, number one, yeah. And Bobby was freaking always awesome, right? So, to have all three of those actors on screen together was quite special. So, then at number four, I've got the 1984 version of Ghostbusters, directed by um, Ivan Reitman. 
Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, um, Rick Moranis. So the thing about this one that's interesting, I think, is that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but Dan Aykroyd was pretty big back then. Yes. Uh, Bill Murray probably wasn't as big as Dan Aykroyd at the time. Oh, yeah, well, fine. He might have been at as that big time. as Dan Aykroyd, yeah. which is fine. But he's come off Stripes and things like that, which were which was quite big John, films. Uh, which, uh, which was, um, I wasn't saying, bloody hell. I don't know who you're, who you're trying to um, bring up. Vacation. Just gone blank. Oh. Um, Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. No, it's uh, John Candy. Stripes. stripes. Oh, yeah, Stripes. Yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of... Um, That's I was, I'm not sure where you're going with that. Stripes. And Harold Ramis as well, isn't it? Okay. Yeah. So, Harold, yeah, Harold Ramis wasn't massive. Oh, no, no, not at all. But I think he was um, He was an American staple. Like, he probably not a worldwide star, but he yeah. was an American Sigourney staple. Sigourney was of, big. Sigourney's big. Yeah. Rick Moranis um, was in and around. Mm-hmm. Um, especially after that film, he exploded yeah. into doing. So things. that's what I was kind of going to get into is that they all got bigger and bigger after that movie as well. Oh, they still know? got yeah, they yeah. still got bigger. That's fine, but they were still a yeah. list younger stars at their time. Yeah, what else do you got? Uh, so then I'm moving on to uh, something which I thought was quite hilarious. It's fairly recent, um, and that is Tropic Thunder. Yes. And Thunder. the reason I put it in there is because the film is about trying to manage an ensemble cast yes. uh, based on Apocalypse Now. So I've kind of sneakily put in Apocalypse Now with Tropic Thunder. Oh, you put them in together? Yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> because uh-huh. I couldn't leave Apocalypse Now out. It's one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah. Uh, and I need it to be in there. And those films really go hand in hand for me. Yeah, it's a companion. It's yeah. a comedy companion Com- to Apocalypse yeah, yeah. Now. But what I'll concentrate on is uh, is Tropic Thunder, which obviously has Ben Stiller, Jack Black, um, Robert Downey, Robert Downey, yeah, Jay Bruchel, yeah, Steve Coogan, <laughs> Danny McBride, thank you, Bill Hatter, yep, Nick Nolte, yeah, and Matthew McConaughey, Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise, and playing themselves. At the awards ceremony at the end oh, yeah. is John Voight, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Jason Bateman, and Alicia Silverstone. They're credited. Are they? Yeah. When explain that to me. When Sorry. he wins the um, Oscar at the end. Oh right, and they're there. They're there as themselves. Yeah, yeah right, okay. on camera, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched this re- recently with my father, and we just pissed ourselves laughing the entire film. It's become one of my. It was funny, the more I watch it, the, the better I like it. It was circling around maybe my top 20 comedies of all time after this watch. Yeah. Just for whatever reason, I really responded to it. It's in my top 10, if not in my top five comedies of all time. It's really starting to get up there. Well, look, that was my number three. Now, there's an obvious one at, uh, in terms of a filmmaker, number two, but I'm not going to be rude and take over all of his films in one hit because that would be rude to you. But Tarantino is known to bring back A-listers. Yeah. Instead of oh, like. yeah, yeah, yeah. So my number two is Reservoir Dogs. Okay. I could it's a pick one QT, yeah. yeah. I could have chosen a couple of others, which we'll talk about, oh, yeah. I have no doubt. But I feel this one is the one where they're on screen together the most. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that's probably slightly more challenging than off screen. Um, you know, doing like creating just a story that has ensemble yeah. cast than on screen together. 
Well, it was his first film too, you know. Like, I mean, these guys were wouldn't have been massive at the time, but they were just like who are we talking about? Michael Madsen, Tim Roth. Uh, yeah, um, Harvey Keitel. Um, yep. Um, so Harvey Keitel was pretty big. Um, who else we missing? Uh, Chris Penn, like you yeah, know, Chris Penn. yeah. Um, Bashimi was in it. Yep. Yeah. Um, apart from that, you know, Tarantino, obviously, but uh, there's not really anyone who you would bring up. But that's four or five actors that yeah. are big um, at, of their time. <laughs> Chris Penn, arguably not. <laughs> uh, so that was a really well, uh, well done film. Then we have. So we're up to your number one. Number one. Tough one, man. Tough. One. Do I go with uh, sentimental? Oh, he hasn't even made it official yet. He's do tossing I, up between two. Do I go with um, like a, the cool factor? Go with your thoughts because it's your top five. Yeah. Do you know what? This is my top five. Uh, do you know what I'm going to go with? <laughs> the... One of one of the brat packs that that's that was around during their time. Yep. And we're we're in all different types of films. Young Guns. Yes. I'm glad you went with that. Young Guns. Um, I had to keep a Sutherland. Um, uh, oh my God, names are I'm terrible with at the Emilio moment. Emilio Estevez. Thank you. Lou, Lou Diamond, Diamond Phillips. Phillips Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Dermot Mulroney. Tevin Terrence Stamp. Oh, can I throw in Jack Glantz? I just love another one for my... Uh... And in the sequel, Christian Slater, Vigo Mortensen. That's right, yeah. They all joined there. But yeah. the first one is where we're really... like. I'm it was really massive. Like, for yeah. those who didn't know, Emilio Estevez was the highest paid actor at the time of this film. Yeah. Right? Uh, Kiefer Sutherland was big. Yeah, massive. huge, yeah. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips had just come off La Bamba. He was massive. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, Charlie Sheen was massive. Dermot was up and coming. Um, and obviously Jack and Terrence played the oldies, but yeah, yeah. it was um, a big cast. Big cast. Really big cast. Um, so again, it, it was made for the teenagers of that time. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just remember so many fine things about that film. And there we are. That's my, uh, my top five uh, of an ensemble cast. Well, you only, you only talked about one film that's in my top five. That's good. Yeah, I good. don't mind that, you know? Yeah. Um, so number five for me was a tough one because it obviously the last spot, but I've gone with this one because as for my point earlier, it's a good example of what a good cast can do, a good cast can do. And that is, I've specifically gone with, um, X-Men Days of Future Past, right? Okay. Yeah. So this one, just go through the names, you've got Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, James McAvoy, Hugh Jackman, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Halle Berry, Nicholas Holt. Anna Paquin, Ellen Page, Peter Dinklage, Evan Peters, Famke Jensen, yeah. James Marsden. Yeah. Massive cast. Why? Because it was joining the two old and new generations together, together right? Now, I'm a big X-Men fan. Yeah. But these days, the last couple, I just haven't been as invested. I still look forward to it because they're easy watching and they're fun. Yeah. But what's really getting me there, like, for example, Apocalypse, was, <laughs> you know, seeing... Um, Fassbender and McAvoy and Lawrence together. 
that's what's actually getting me in there. Yeah. Not so much the film anymore. Yeah, so the ensemble's dragging you in. A little bit. Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted... That's why I wanted to put that in there, to explain what an ensemble can yeah. actually do. Yeah, yeah. When there's fatigue in the franchise and blah, 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 right? Anyway, number four was Tropic Thunder. Nice. With yep. you. I completely agree. Just love that film. <laughs> number three is one of my favourite gangster films. <laughs> Uh, and that's uh, The Departed. Another one off the list. Yeah. yeah. The Departed. So, look, um, you know I'm a big fan of Leo, so I like anything he's in, love anything he's in. And Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah. Yeah, and Scorsese, yeah, their partnership. <laughs> but you saw Leonardo DiCaprio go up, go up against Matt Damon. They were yeah. both massive at the time. They kind of still are today. Um, and then put in Jack Nicholson, you know, and... Mark Wahlberg, who was brilliant in that film. Brilliant, yeah. Martin Sheen, Ray Winston, yeah. Vera Farmiga, who's excellent. Yeah. Um, Anthony Anderson <laughs> and Alec Baldwin, who was also great. In it. It's a <laughs> yeah. great ensemble cast. It's a great ensemble know. cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so my number three. Yeah. Number two is more, this is probably more a personal one for me. Still an unbelievable cast when you look at it, but it's definitely personal for me. And this is a, a time to kill. Oh, right? okay. You look back at this film. Well, you got three in there, yeah. Oh, easy. Does Samuel scrape in? Was he that big? Um, Samuel was still early days, but listen to the cast. Okay. So Matthew McConaughey yeah. was, was up and coming. He wasn't massive, but he was definitely... No, but he was definitely... Definitely yeah, up and coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandra Bullock was big. Yeah. Um, Samuel L., as you said. Kevin Spacey was big. Oh, of course. Yeah. Olive, uh, Olivia Platt was yeah. also... Well, not big, Oli- but he Olivia. was... He was not Oliver. <laughs> Did I say Olivia? <laughs> Uh, the beer's kicking in. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love Oliver Platt. Oliver Platt. Yeah. He's, a, he's a fan favourite. He's not the biggest actor. He doesn't draw, you know. Anyway, yeah. uh, Donald Sutherland and Kiefer Sutherland yes. for the first time on screen together. Sorry, yeah. I don't know if they're actually on screen together, but they were on the same film. Yeah. Ashley Judd. Yeah. Chris Cooper. Yeah. And someone you wouldn't know is Octavia Spencer, plays like a nurse or something. Oh, right in there. Yeah, okay. Oh, man. My that, number one... I need to watch that film again. I'm just going to write oh, that so down. Good. Yeah. It doesn't age. It's just a brilliant film. And one of the greatest kind of last lines of a film in the courtroom that Matthew delivers. Yeah, I need to... What My number one... white. Yeah. yeah. Now imagine she's white. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, number one is an easy one for me. Uh... Amazing, an amazing cast. True Romance. Yeah, see, I've seen this once. Right. And uh, I probably need to see it again before commenting any further. Okay, cool. Yeah. Definitely got to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. So can I run through for everyone the yeah, cast in this film? So some were massive, some were up and coming, some were cameos, right? But still, this is the cast. Christian Slater, big at that time. Patricia Arquette, now Oscar winner. Yeah. Dennis Hopper passed away. Yeah. Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, brilliant role in this. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher yeah. Walken, awesome role in this. Samuel L. Jackson, of course. Michael Rappaport, one of your mates. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. James Gandolfini. Yeah. He was a mug in this. Chris Penn, Tom Sizemore, and just off camera, directed by Tony Scott and written by Quentin Tarantino. Mm. Boom. 
Yeah. No, very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Now, yeah. a lot of those names are smaller roles, definitely, but there's there's so much fun in that. When they do come on screen, their, their characters are just off the wall. So um, definitely try and find that and watch it. I, but I can tell you it's not an easy film to find because I'm ready to watch it again. Yeah. And I'm struggling to try and get a hold of it. You have so, to go and buy like a Tarantino pack or something. Yeah, they always include yeah. through romance. Yeah. So what about uh, honourable mentions? Want to go through a couple? Yeah, let's go one for one. All right. Cross the our list as we go along. Right. Um, there are a couple of series here, mm. by the way. Yes. And I'm okay to look at the franchise. Yeah. Because yes. I've done that a little bit. So Lord of the Rings. Yes. Obviously, Peter Jackson has a massive job on his hands. He needs to put together um, this whole world filled with yeah. things we've never seen before. Yeah. Um, and he had to do it with good actors. And and Lord of the Rings was um, like massive actors, but they are predominantly Australian and New Zealand. So it was the best of Australia and New Zealand actors at the time, really, wasn't it? Other than maybe Elijah Wood. I mean, yeah. Uh, yes, definitely. Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen. Okay, those two. Other than yeah. those or, two. Orlando Bloom. And other than them and Vigo. Sean Bean. And Sean you could Bean. argue Sean Bean, yeah, but... <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to make a point. Sean Astin. <laughs> You know, Kate Blanchett. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to see the, the people that aren't Australian. Andy yeah. Circus. He's only gone on to do nothing. Christopher <laughs> Lee, Miranda Otto. Uh, yeah, you keep going with the Australian ones. Liv Tyler. Vito Vigo Mortensen. Carl Urban. He's New Zealand, isn't he? Dominic Monaghan. Hugo Weaving is Australian. <laughs> Liv Tyler. David Wenham is Australian. Yeah, I'm out now. I think. Uh, anyway, I'm, great. I'm into the little bits. Huge cast. Now, it's fair to say that no one in there is absolute AAA listing, really. But K- everyone is. No. At the time, like. She was pretty big, but I don't know whether she she can't drive a $100 million film. You know what I mean? Like, it's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, there's no Brad Pitt's in there or Angelina Jolie's. Yeah. Or yeah. I mean, else. you know, she's one of my favorite actresses. I'm not saying anything against mm. her. It's just. Yeah, anyway, so I just, but having said that, amazing ensemble cast. Okay, what yeah. do you got? I'm an obvious one, uh, needs to be said, it's Ocean's Eleven, or if you want to say Ocean's Twelve and Thirteen as well. So this is when you finally got to see George Clooney, Brad Pitt and Matt Damon on screen for a lot, for a lot, was yeah, no yeah, cameos. Yeah. Then add in Al Pacino for Thirteen, Don Cheadle is yeah. a main player, Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn, Garcia's in there somewhere, isn't he? Garcia, yeah, Yeah. it's strong. Yep, Um, really enjoyed the, like, you know, I know that they fell fell apart a little bit, but I really enjoyed the Oceans films. Yeah, look, I love Oceans 11, liked Oceans 13, and didn't love Oceans 12, actually, but I'm really looking forward to Oceans 8 as well, you know. Another spin on it, so good. Yeah. Um, What you got? So I've gone for the 1995 film, which ticks my boxes, called Heat. Yes. First time that uh, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro were ever on screen together. Correct. And only for a little, like, literally just one scene. One yeah, scene. First Great one. scene. Because they were in, for anyone playing at home, they were in Godfather. Yeah. Part two, but they were different timelines. They weren't, they were never seen on screen together. So. That's right. Uh, so then you had Val Kilmer, who was, you know, big at the time. John Voight. Tom Sizemore, I uh, was spoken about. Ashley um, Judd. Ashley Judd's in there, yeah. So, not a bad cast. Natalie Portman's in there. Yep. As well. Tom Noonan, you know, if you're so around. Hank Azaria. Um, 
Henry Rollins was in it. Danny Trejo was in it. Um, Tone Loke was in it. Oh, well, it's the biggest film ever. Tone Loke. If you don't know who Tone Loke is, uh, he's the guy that sings um, Funky Cold Medina. <laughs> anyway, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go an obvious one as well. You've already mentioned uh, Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I'm going to go Pulp Fiction. Yes. Looking back at this, as you said earlier, he's he's known for resurrecting careers, dead careers, and he did nothing better than resurrecting John Travolta's career. Because for those who didn't know, his career was dead, gone, dead. Yeah. nothing. Nothing. He was massive in this um, late 70s and 80s with um, Saturday Night Fever and, and all those ones, all the dance ones. Mm. Uh, but then it was nothing. After, after Pulp Fiction... And went on to do, he did another 10 years of big uh, blockbuster films, you know. And, you know, I really feel that he, maybe just because of my age, but he introduced me to Samuel L. Jackson. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as, like, who Samuel is today. Yes. That's the first time I remember him going, motherfucker. <laughs> you know, very good. So have a quick look at the cast. John Travolta, Uma Thurman, Samuel L., Bruce Willis, Tim Roth, Ving Rhames, Rosanna Raquette, Eric Stoltz, Steve Buscemi, Christopher Walken, Quentin Tarantino himself, and Harvey Keitel. Oh God, Eric Stoltz. What have you done for me lately? Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Pulp Fiction's an interesting film for me. I, I actually am one person who didn't love it the first time I watched it. Mm. <laughs> um, people were raving about it, and I was, I don't know, I just wasn't yeah. on that page. And then, you know, the more I watch it, the more I appreciate it. And I became a big fan of QT, so I've gone back and love it. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, at least you went back and gave it time. Mm. You know, because it'd be a shame if you didn't. It's oh, such yeah, a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. So my next one almost made my number one. Right. It's not even right. in your top five. If, it, if it's not, no. Because if it doesn't make number one, it's not in there. <laughs> uh, there's only one space for like real personal film. Yeah, okay. Yep. So I'm going to read you. Ready? A group of seven former college friends gather for a weekend reunion at a South Carolina winter house after the funeral of one of their friends. 83. Big chill. Thank you. Boom. Yes. Yeah. The big chill. Um, I don't know. Like, I w- it was 83. So when it came out, I was four years old. Yeah, so tell me the cast. Um, so you've got uh, Tom Berenger. Yeah. This, this is perfect early 80s cast, by the way. Yeah. Tom Berenger, Glenn Close, Jeff Goldblum, William Hurt. They're the main okay. ones. But then you've got your um, emotional Secondary. anchors yeah. of uh, Kevin Klein. Yep. Yeah. Um, Meg Tilly. You know if you, if you see Meg Tilly, you yeah, know, yeah. around, yeah. Um, Joe Beth Williams, who you recognise. Again, Mary Kay Place, you recognise, but they're not big names. So the big ones there were um, Jeff Goldblum was coming fresh off the fly. Yeah. So he was big at the time. Uh, and William... Hurt was off the accident, I think it was called. And what was the second name you mentioned? So you've got uh, Tom Berenger and Glenn no, Close. Glenn Close. So she was coming off Fatal Attraction. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and she was massive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, as I said, you've got um, Kevin Klein and, and Tom Berenger, who they're, they're all very good actors. And yeah. this is the s- style of film that I love. If you ever saw The Ice Storm. Yes. It's one I keep oh, talking about. It's what, the one film that I, I connect with The Big Chill is The Ice Storm. Yeah, and yeah. I still can't get my hands on it. No, it's tough. Oh, Hang I just want to watch it. Someone, please, let me watch this movie again. And that's that there lies the downfall of digital. I don't understand. With digital, you should be able to have an amazing catalogue. 
but they don't because it costs money to ingest the films and blah, 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 right? But surely iTunes has something like like ice, the Ice Storm. I, I don't want to buy it. <laughs> you can't, oh, you can't <laughs> rent it. Um, I don't know. Maybe you could. I don't, don't want to pay that much money to rent it. I want to pay like normal fees for a film that came out in like the <laughs> early nineties. Like I want to pay one dollar is the max I'll pay. Yeah, and look, cling yeah. close to. I get it. If you want to watch it, pay for it. But come on, you've got to be fair as well. My next one is uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, or Dark Knight, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, big cast when you look at the whole lot. You got Christian Bale, Heath Ledger, Aaron Eckert. Uh, Michael Caine, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Gary Oldman, Morgan Freeman, Killian Murphy, Eric Roberts, Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, and then there was, yeah, Batman Begins had Ken Wontanabe, uh, Liam Neeson, Katie Holmes, Tom Wilkinson, Rig Hour, and then um, Dark Knight Returns, or Rises, sorry, Returns. Dark Knight Rises had Tom Hardy, Anne Hathaway, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Marion Cotillard, Matthew Modine, and Ben Mendelsohn. So, yeah. Jeez. Massive when you look at all three. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, oh, I, I went to Sin City. Yes. Good one. Yeah, because, you know, uh, Robert Rodriguez, yeah. big fan of him as a director. Uh, and you've got Mickey Raw, Clive Owen, Bruce Willis, Jessica Alba, uh, Powers Booth. You know, he's oh, probably an A-list uh, for him, but that's fine. Uh, Rosario Dawson, Benicio Del Toro, Michael Clark Duncan, who was big at the time. Uh, and probably last on that list that I'd probably mention, or two of them, Ritka Hauer, yeah, and Josh Hartnett. Okay. Yeah, no, really big. So uh, they did well with that one. Um, another one I just wanted to mention, and there's a reason for it, is um, the Fast and the Furious franchise, right? So, obviously, their cast didn't get massive until Fast Five when The Rock came into it. Yeah. And why I wanted to mention this is the reason. Because I don't. I mean, it's not really my genre. I don't love the films, to be honest. They're they're fun. Yeah, and they, they can be fun. Them. But the reason why I'm going to part six, seven, eight, and now nine is purely because of the cast that they have on screen. Because how can you not? Yeah. When you've got, let's go through it, when you've got Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, Dwayne The Rock, <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, Charlize Theron, Kurt Russell, Luke Evans, what's yeah. Paul Walker? You know, like, how can you not go see what's going on there? Yeah. You know, so they're very smart in the way they've casted that because it gets yeah. to the point where you're like, I've got to go see this film. They've, got, they've only got to put Ruby Rose in to grab another demographic and yeah, we're good. Exactly. We're good to go. Um, <laughs> she went to Triple X franchise. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I've got two. Two more? To finish off, yeah. Okay. How, how many you got left? Um, I can go with, I've got one, two. There's kind of three that I want to mention. Okay, well, the one I'm going with. Unless you've got one of them. Right now. Uh, it does have a, an all-star cast, but it's really, like, to me, it was the battle of two players. Okay. And it's called Interview of the Vampire. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Yeah, so we're, we're throwing up Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise into the same film. Yeah. Now, obviously, Tom Cruise is more established at this point. Brad Pitt. Oh, but still... Brad Pitt was a big up and comer. As oh, yeah, big yeah. as they got, he was right on his tail, basically. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's what this like the cast, the cast is quite large, which we'll go through in a sec. Yeah. But 
this was all about seeing Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt on screen together yeah. for the first time. Like, they were literally the two biggest heartthrobs on screen at the time, you know? Yeah. And that was the magic in this film. But then the cast also. Uh, yeah, included. supported by an A-list cast of uh, especially Antonio Banderas, um, Kirsten Dunst, Christian yeah. Slater, uh, Sandy Newton. Who's in there? from Westworld. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we it. sort of drop off about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to see if there's anyone in the back end. But that was huge. Yeah. Trying to get all of those guys screen time. <laughs> yeah, because Antonio Banderas was hot off um, his little trilogy. What was he? Um, Did he do Assassins before that? Yeah, Assassins with uh, Sylvester. Which was. Christian Slater was big at the time. Oh, he, yeah. even he had a small, smaller part. So, yeah, so that, that, was, uh, that was massive. My next one I want to mention is uh, Boogie Nights. Remember that? Boogie Nights, yeah, of course. Yeah. Dirk Diggler. Mm. Uh. It's quite a cast, man. If you think about it, Mark Wahlberg, Julian Moore, Burt Reynolds, John C. Riley, Don Cheadle, Heather Graham, William H. Macy, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Thomas Jane. Yeah. Like, you know, none of them were massive. I guess um, Michael Warburg was starting to be hot, you know what I mean? Um, Burt Reynolds was obviously a, a comeback um, comeback movie for him. Uh, yeah, so that would be worth mentioning. And I think three of those I was counting are now superheroes or have been in superhero films. <laughs> <clears throat> William H. Macy. I'm yeah. sure he was in uh, Mystery Men. Yes. <laughs> I love that movie, Mystery Men. Uh, it's another probably ensemble cast there, mm, Mystery Man. Um, the last one I have is a film where everybody played themselves. Okay. And oh, I think I know which one you mean. Yeah, yeah. And it's got to be mentioned. It has to be because this is the whole point of the movie is yeah. that it's just a bunch of guys who are all big in Hollywood yeah. and uh, they all thought this is the end. It could be the end. And yeah. that's the movie. This is the end. What a, what a cast, man. You want to go through it? Yeah, just quickly. Uh, James Franco, Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, Jay uh, Baruchel. I, I can never pronounce his name, but he's you know him when you see yeah. him. Danny McBride, uh, Craig Robinson. Again, maybe not the name, but you certainly know him when you see him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Michael Cera, Emma Watson. Um, Christopher Mintz Plasse. Who yeah, is yeah. McLovin for anyone out there? Well, even Mindy Carling's in stuff now these days. Uh, Rihanna. <laughs> Paul Rudd, Channing Tatum, Kevin Hart, Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Uh, anyone else that's worth mentioning? It's about it, yeah. I'm sorry for anyone else in, in that, that's listening that's in that list that didn't get read out. I'm due to watch that again, actually. I haven't seen that for a while. Oh, there you go. I'll, I'll mention one more Nick Carter, Backstreet Boys. Uh. <laughs> Backstreet's back, all right. <laughs> Our last one for me, and there's plenty of other movies, but I think we're kind of probably overstated our welcome, welcome on this one a little bit. But the last one I want to mention, and again, like uh, Lord of the Rings, is probably more of a English dictator cast, and that's the end cast in Harry Potter. Ah, uh, yeah. So, like, for example, Deathly Hallows Part 2. Yeah. It was massive. Huge. Yeah, I mean, mainly English, but, like, still huge, right? What do you mean, still? Like, they're huge. Yeah. So we'll go through it. <laughs> Daniel Ratcliffe, you know him uh, as Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, Michael Gambon, Ralph Fiennes, Alan Rickman, 
Dominal Gleeson, John Hurt, Hel- Helena Bonacarta, Maggie Smith, Jim Broadbent, Emma Thompson, Timothy Spall, Robbie Coltrane, Gary Oldman. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Awesome, man. That, that was a that was a good uh, top five. Yeah. I think, you know, for anyone listening, there's a lot of films there that you, uh, if you haven't seen, to pick up any one of those yeah. uh, and run with them, I it's think. It's funny because when you think about how rich the cast is, you just want to go back and watch it. There's a few there that I actually want to go back and watch now. Man, if I could watch Young Guns again right this second, I'd be the happiest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give this man a proper burial. I really wish. I'm really starting to regret the 2,000 plus DVDs that I got rid of and even VHS for that point. It was just a storage yeah. thing, but I had all these movies and now you can't bloody get and them. Could, yeah. yeah. I never thought that that would happen. No. Because like you said. You go digital, it's going to be there. It'd be easier. No. Yeah, you just go and get it and watch it. No. 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 Netflix, get on to it, mate. But even Netflix have a, a turnaround, a cycle. So it could be on one month, but then off, you know, six months later or whatever. Mm, so. That's fun. Maybe there's a room for us to move into some sort of digital streaming. Catalog. <laughs> yeah. $4 a month to watch Batcat stuff. That's a good idea. All right. Let's look at that. All right. Um, we, won't, we won't do it. It's fine. But we'll look into it. Do we just announce that live on air for everyone else oh, to... Oh, fine. That's fine. You know, anyone that wants to invest and get involved? Yeah, well, what we can do is we'll do a, a syndicate with all our listeners. Yeah. With our 52 listeners, we can... Yeah. <laughs> everyone put in $52,000 each <laughs> and we'll start paying dividends. Yeah. yeah. This is not a, a pyramid free... scheme. <laughs> yeah. And it's $4 a month. So you get 0.1 of a cent. You get 0.1 of a cent. You get 0.1 of a cent. We're going to move on to... What's hot and what's not. What's hot and what's not. What is hot and what is not, you tell me. Well, this is a segment where you tell me. Right. (laughs) So You you look mighty fine in those jeans. mm, I get to sit back (laughs) and... He must work out. Yeah, and and relax while you do all the heavy lifting here, my friend. (laughs) He's literally just... Relaxed on his couch. <laughs> so what's not hot? <laughs> oh Can you just close your legs when you do that? <laughs> I was thinking exactly that joke, but, you know, it seemed oh a bit gosh. too nasty for me. So I'm well, glad look, you said it. <laughs> what's hot at the cinema is easy. Yeah. Go out and see the Avengers Infinity War now. Also, go see A Quiet Place. That's yes. what's hot. Good, good. Two good recommendations. Yeah. Do I do you want yeah. to go cinema? What's hot and what's not? Yeah, we'll do it that way. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, we'll stick to the cinema. Yeah. yeah um, what's not hot at the cinema is uh, Truth or Dare, which is uh, Jason Bloom's new horror film. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a uh, you know he's had a run of success. Yep. Now, having said that, he spent three million dollars to make this film, right? right so yeah. it's still profitable. Yeah. But it's probably not the raging success that Get Out was or. Um, yeah. What was the other one before that? The Happy De- Happy Death Day? Happy Death Day. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, yeah, so what do we got? Uh, Truth or Dare is a bit cold. Isle of Dogs, which is Wes Anderson's um, animated film. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to do a whole lot. Resonate, yeah. At the, at the cinema. Look, the, you know, the critics are loving it. Yeah. But... Um, 
But Wes Anderson's always been that filmmaker. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, a bit quirky. You don't give him money thinking you're going to make millions of dollars on it. And look, this isn't like a um, this isn't really a commercial ranking. This is just my general audiences. Yeah, probably stay away from it. That's yeah. that's kind of what I'm saying. Oh, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. so much commercial. Uh, another one's Early Man, which is Ardman. So that's um, not for everyone. Yeah. Uh, That's sort of the sort of claymation Yeah, style. or Chicken Run. Yeah, they yeah. haven't really had a massive success since Chicken Run. Yeah, Wallace and Gromit style sort yes, of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah same yeah. guys. Yeah. And so, funnily enough, they've just announced that they're doing Chicken Run too. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Mel Gibson back? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't think so. Uh, and also what's a bit cold at the cinema is uh, Super Troopers 2. Oh my god! I'm just gonna this, leave this. We here. almost wait. You almost got through a whole episode without having to go at Super Troopers. Really? What are you? What are you gonna? What are you doing sitting back there? What are you looking at? You miss call? Oh yeah, yeah my miss call. But yeah, I'm... so you're sitting there during an episode, phones on, <laughs> you know, calling, and you're having a go at Super Troopers. <laughs> Uh, you, haven't even, to... <laughs> you haven't even seen uh, Well you have, you've seen a little bit of the first one haven't you you, all, you yeah, Sorry you saw the, the first movie. one yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember the comment you made to me like The first 10 minutes was good And, you, and, you, were, and you were like oh but you remember I grew up during a different time And then you listed films that were exactly the, the, the stuff that I love mm. So it kind of negated why you didn't like a film <laughs> um, And th- th- look the point is you can't make someone love a film I get that but you just, for whatever reason, have, I, don't, I just don't, I can't see how you've missed, like, uh, the humour on this film. And that's not a negative thing, by the way, because I don't mean that you've missed it because you're not skilled enough in humour. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean that. Probably, I mean, you know, yeah. everyone laughs at different things. I get that. I don't know why you didn't laugh at this film. I really thought it was something you would enjoy. Because I get you don't like Napoleon Dynamite for the audience out there. You don't like Napoleon Dynamite. You don't like Zoolander-style humour. And that's fine. I don't mind Zoolander. I can, I can deal with it. Don't love it. I love Napoleon Dynamite, and I'm happy, obviously, to admit that with everyone else at the time. Um, but I get why you wouldn't like it. Super Troopers is kind of a, a cock joke film. I don't know. I just thought that you would love the playfulness of it and then you're so derogatory about this so what i just did there five minutes ago folks is i just dropped a little seed and then sean went on his rant you thought I- that you did that five minutes ago you did that the day that you sent me that text <laughs> <laughs> and i've been waiting until this moment for you to bring it up again notice i didn't bring it up you brought it up yeah Look, do you know what? That's, I, I really love that conversation you were just having with yeah. yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to have that. No better, no better person to have it with, Jason. Yeah, exactly. In this exactly. Room. <laughs> He's the only person who understands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think we should have this um, talk, maybe in one of our more fleshed out um, topics that we, we've I don't want now to talk created. About <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it a silent treatment. <laughs> uh, uh. He's gone from a rant to silent treatment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Anyway, anyway, so, well, okay. No, I get so it. Yes, we, we should Super flesh Troopers out Super 2 that. could be the best film ever made, but I'm here to tell no, you that it's, it's cold at the box office. Well, it's not the best. Yeah. I, can, I can tell I've seen it. <laughs> it's not the best ever made. Hang on, what? It's not <laughs> the best film ever made. I mean, that's never the, the point. The, the, the fact is that it's a very funny film, and it is, 
but it, it definitely relies on you enjoying the first one. And, and I am absolutely watching this day one where I've got it in my fingertips on home entertainment somehow, digital or whatever. I'm definitely watching it, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And I, I'll I told you the first, And I'll probably enjoy it. Maybe, but I told you the first 10 minutes, I just thought, oh, my God, is Jason right? Am I going <laughs> to hate this movie? Like, it's – it's what's – oh, no, it's a dream sequence. It's fine. But even then, you think in a dream sequence it would be funny, but it's kind of not, and it makes sense. And then it kicks off back into where Super Troopers left off okay. and the style of humor that they had and whatever. Uh, what's hot in home entertainment? Are you happy to leave that topic? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, you have the most problem with it, obviously, because you won't I watch it. I just said that Super Troopers 2 is a bit cold. That's all I said. No, you didn't. See, this is the whole Groot <laughs> thing where you're like, uh, I'm going to say one thing and do something else outside the microphone. And if everybody here could have seen the look that he gave me, and then he grabbed his phone, sat back and started, like, looking at who Texting. called him. <laughs> Let me know when you're done. Yeah, exactly. No, no, I just got a call from, um, the reason why I was a bit weird is I just got a call from um, the UK. All right. Which is very strange. Sure. And, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. For me, for you, for, yeah, not yeah. so much. Yeah. For me, yeah. That, well, that's, that's true. People like around that. the world love me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's actually from London. Well, did you need to call it back? Should we pause well, where we are? I don't even know who it is. I have no idea who would be calling me from is it? It's a plus four four number. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm happy to pause if you want to. No, no, no. I mean, what bit. time is it over there? It, it's morning. It'd be morning for him. Yeah. Okay. About six or seven in the morning. Righto. <laughs> um, yeah, I might take that offline. Yeah. <laughs> in case it's work related. Um, okay. So, home entertainment. What's hot? This week we see the release of The Greatest Showman, Hugh Jackman. That's hot. And you also see the release of I Tonya. Two Aussies yeah. killing it. Mm. I need yeah. to see these two films as well. Margot Robbie. Oh, you haven't seen either? No. Oh, yeah. Worlds apart from each other, but great. Both great yeah. in their own right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they come They come out this week. And the following week, we see Shape of Water. It's a couple Good. of uh, Academy-nominated films. Ah, three films I haven't seen that I'm really looking oh, forward cool, to. Oh, cool, cool. Well, they're the next fortnight Yeah. for you. Yeah, And they're hot. Brilliant. So you can go down to your local little. Yeah. And I'm rent. in. Uh, what's not hot on Homeint? <laughs> okay, yeah. Is uh, Pitch Perfect 3 came out two weeks ago. Oh, did it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, stop yeah. making them. I'm a big fan of Pitch Perfect 1. I actually really, really enjoy it. Yeah, and, and you and I went to the oh, yeah. premiere of number three. Yeah. And, uh, we, I mean, we had to leave for other reasons, but it wasn't a hard decision. <laughs> did we? <laughs> yeah. Or we, we were we looking for an excuse? <laughs> uh, Jeepers Creepers three came out this week. Uh, I'd like week, to Eagle Entertainment. Yes, if you're listening to Love this, Eagle, but uh, send me a copy, please. <laughs> I really want to watch this movie. <laughs> but this movie is uh, not so crash hot. Another one you wouldn't know about, Sean, is um, did you know they did a Woody Woodpecker film? Uh, even if they did, I probably wouldn't you know, remember. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's not playing to your age group, probably playing to your your youngest. Yeah. But even I reckon he might be bored of this. It's kind of weird, like it's um, Woody Woodpecker is CGI, of course. Yeah. Everything else is live action. Oh. And it's kind of set in one environment and it's just... In this the, is a film. The, yeah. That's harsh. Yeah, it looks yeah. harsh. Yeah. So that's cold. Um, Fifty Shades Freed comes out next week, so that a oh. uh, week after next, sorry. So that's going to be cold. Still making this. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, and you won't like this one, but I'm going to rate the commuter Liam Neeson as cold. <laughs> Comes out in a couple of weeks. Uh, the thing is, you know more than anyone else that this is going to be hot on DVD. Oh, it, it'll rent it. It's it's actually a um yeah it's it's going to be huge. It's a DVD movie. Oh, it's like, made more for than, DVD, home, Sorry, yeah. it's a home entertainment movie 100%. more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll rent its socks off. I can get why you had reservations seeing it at the cinema. Believe me, I've seen it. Yeah. But I think on on um, home entertainment, I think you might find a small enjoyment in just having a bit of a, a bit of a laugh. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, it's probably worth a rent. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely yeah. worth a rent, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you liked Taken Three, Taken Two, Taken, <laughs> any film that Liam Neeson's done in the last ten years, yeah, basically. Uh, Netflix, what's hot? We've talked about both of them actually, and that's uh, Monty Python's back catalogue is on. Good. Yeah. Go check that out if you're a fan. I've written it down. Yeah. Yep. And the other one is Lost in Space. That's probably. Uh, Worth a look. I'm going to find it harder to try and click sure. onto, but um, I get it. Yeah, I've heard some good things. Um, what's not hot on Netflix? Not much. Well, the thing is, you wouldn't know because they'll put it on, no one watches it, they'll just ha- jag it off. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I found one. Oh. No, no, I found six. <laughs> no, I found five. No. Today premiered uh, Adam Sandler's fifth film in the contract with Netflix out of six. So there's only one more to go. Thank God. This one's called The Week Of. And it's, uh, for those who don't know, he's he's had, you can can watch The Do-Over on Netflix. You can watch uh, The Ridiculous Six, Sandy Wexler, and The uh, Merowitz Stories. And now The Week Of. The problem is you can't say anything bad about these movies. I mean, you can, but you can't because the re- his reaction and my reaction would just be if I was in his position is, well, I'm making movies. Oh, 100%. Like I, I oh, get man, to make movies and get paid contract. for it. It's a massive contract. Like he's yeah. getting paid millions and millions and millions and millions. Like happy days to happy Sandler, right? Yeah. But, um, but the movies are not great. And But, but the problem, the, the problem is – There'll be massive renters or viewers, for, sorry, for Netflix. They go off. Do they? Oh, 100%. Because Adam Sandler has always gone off on home entertainment because it's just easy watching. I actually have watched The Ridiculous Six and The Do-Over out of these films. Yeah. The Do-Over was bad, but it was okay. But I counted myself at one time an Adam Sandler fan. Oh, yeah, As 100%. most people did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I even liked Little Nicky, which... No Most does. people do, yeah. yeah. I even like that movie. I bought the soundtrack for it as well. But not many films after that, yeah. especially well, I mean, the Netflix this, ones. All of this, for the most part, is just lazy filmmaking or lazy script, sorry. Not, he's not making yeah. a film, but just lazy and they're just tired and, and the week off doesn't look anything different and he gets all his mates in and they're just, they're just phoning this whole thing in. Yeah. And they're, actually having a, they're actually having a lend. Yeah. Of the viewers. They really are. You know. It just, it's just... It's a shame. It. It's a real shame. So that's cold. But, um, you know, it'll, it'll do really well for Netflix, so then they'll just give him another six-film contract. Of course <laughs> they will. Why wouldn't they? Oh. Apparently, um, as far as actors go, I think Adam Sandler, because it has more films on Netflix, I think, because yeah. the kind of films they are, more people have viewed Adam Sandler films on Netflix than any other actor. Yeah, right. He's like literally number one. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it makes, I, yeah, I get, it makes, it makes sense. sense. Yeah. 
Um, that's it for what's hot mm. and what's not. Oh my god, first. we're up to the last segment. The last segment. Yeah. And it is called Two Drunk Guys TDG. and a Bucket. And a B. Two Drunk Guys and a Bucket. This is the segment where we have people write in. They give us a word. And we're half cut. And we're definitely half cut. And we take that word and we try to use our, you know, nostalgic history in VHS stores and, and just movie. Love a back catalogue. <laughs> yeah, love. Sorry, you, you opened the beer and all, all I could think is, do I have a beer? Oh, I do. I do. It's in front of me. Um, and, uh, and, and then we try to link the, the word to just the things that pop into our mind. Anything we can link mm. it to and just run through that. And it's more about just enjoying film. And hopefully you might hear of a few films that you haven't seen. And you yeah, can you'd be like, I don't want to go watch that. And then you won't be able to find it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, theme of, the other theme of this uh, podcast. Unless you're in America. I feel America, you would have access to everything. Yeah. You know, well, iTunes is global though, unless... No, but it's still um, territory related. Territory yeah. related, yeah. yeah. Same as like if because uh, I lived in the UK and I had a Netflix account, and when I came here, yeah. different. It's changed. Yeah. Anyway, what's me, the uh, uh, what's the word, man? Well, I've got to get my bucket. Oh. Guess. Uh, okay. I hope it's an easy one. I'm feeling a little woozy here. <laughs> the word is overtime. O-V-E-R-T-I-M-E, overtime. 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 Oh, crickets. Overtime. <laughs> uh, righto. Where are you? Where's my head going? <laughs> I feel overtime is either right. could be... We could go sports related, like overtime well, in. That's where I football. went straight away. It was sports only yeah. because oh yeah, sports backgrounds. Yeah. Sports background, but yeah, sports background. So I'm also going like overtime in retail. Good luck with that, Jason. Oh, <laughs> as in no, no, no. That makes that makes a load of sense, actually. Yeah, but um, there's a million retail films, so this is fun. Well, no, I just thought of uh, you said that. I just thought of one that is definitely going to okay. be spoke so, about. Well, let's get your uh, sports shit out of the way. Well. <laughs> I thought of sports. I didn't think of films. <laughs> Hang on. All right, sports films over time. I want to. Okay, I want to think of things that aren't as uh, obvious, maybe. Right. Because I could go. Uh, yeah, sports films. Remember the Titans. Yeah, right, remember the Titans on any given Sunday. Jerry Maguire. Yeah, those Jerry are the Maguire. three ones that yeah. would almost come up straight away. The go-to. I'm going to go gridlocked? with. What's that? Is it gridlocked with the Rock? Gridlocked. Um. Gridlocks has got Gridiron um, Gang. Tupac Shakur, no, Gridiron Gang. Gridiron Gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, in jail. Not many people would know that. That's in jail. Based on the um, uh, the Michael Caine film, in jail, or Stallone film. One of those. No, no, no. Where they play soccer. Soccer. They play gridiron in a prison. Hmm. Yeah, and that film is based around the soccer film. Um, right. With. Uh, 
I thought you were talking about like Burt Reynolds at the longest yard and then Adam Sandler's the longest yard. Oh, <laughs> maybe I am thinking of that. Yeah. Maybe. But they were both gridiron. I yeah. Think. yeah. Anyway, uh, maybe I was thinking my, of that. My one. point to all that though is not many people would actually know the gridiron gang with The Rock. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a director video yeah. and it was pretty decent. That was good. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. Not that um, you'd be able to find it. <laughs> well, the, the, I got two that I think of when I come to. Ones if I'm trying to impress someone, yeah, and they haven't seen them. The first one is called Blue Chips. Blue Chips. Why is that familiar? Yeah. Oh man, it's familiar. Why? Wow, it's not even S- registering for me. Stars a guy who can't even talk anymore. I'm gonna try and do his. I'm That's how I think he sounds, Nick Nolte. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I get that he makes words form out of his throat more than what I did, but it sounds very much to me like that. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. I know. Uh, he's been through a lot. Yeah, I'm sure he has. In that voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, Blue chips. I tried to listen to a podcast with him the other day and one of my favorites, oh, WTF. Yeah. And I had to stop it. No way. Because they're just, it, Too much. it's so straining. Yeah. And I, I love Nick. By the way, so like great can I say this? Your I, ears. Well, can I can I say I love Nick Nolte? By yeah, the way, yeah. I, I have nothing against him at all. But the, the the sound of his voice now is very difficult. Um, yeah, we used to talk a lot. Yeah. So. Uh, people may think that my voice is also grating, so I'll accept that. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, you'll keep. Yeah, that you'll was, oh good. yeah, you'll keep. Um, so I mean, it stars obviously Nick Nolte um, and Ed O'Neill uh, is in there. What but, year is this? Uh, so this film uh, was 94. Okay. Yep. Um, uh, directed by uh, Will Friedkin. Oh, yeah. William Friedkin. He did uh, Exorcist. Mm. And the reason why this is huge, a college basketball coach is forced to break the rules in order to get the players he needs to stay competitive. And obviously I just read that off <laughs> IMDb just then because I was looking it up. Um, but... From from memory, because it's been a while since I've seen it, it is based on a true story. Yep. Because uh, if you know anything about college sports, you are not allowed to pay money to these players. You are not you know you are not allowed to give them half of your sandwich if That's they're right. hungry. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've spoken about that before. I know. Yeah. So this uh, coach has a lot of pressure on him, and he has to basically become more successful. So he brings in actual like a player who acts in his film, but he's a player, Shaquille O'Neal. Yep. It was just before he was massive in the NBA. Um, and one of his teammates at Orlando Magic at the time, Anthony Hardaway. So he brings those two in as college players. They're obviously not playing Shaquille O'Neal or Anthony Hardaway. They're playing whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> And uh, he starts giving houses and stuff like that to the parents. Uh, so he's sort of going backdoor back, payments back yeah. and things like that. Um, and he's obviously they start around. doing really well. So it's all about the morals and uh, also about, um, you know, what, what should actually happen at a college. Like these guys, they're asked to, to build, um, you know, coaches are paid up to a million dollars. And they're asked to be successful and, and whatnot. And yet they can't pay any players. Um, yet... The, the colleges make so much money off these people. Yeah. Anyway, good film. Um, from what for, Again, 94 was probably the last first and last time I watched it. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, you would never probably find it. Yeah. Again. I'm going to be impossible. Uh, but from a sports person's point of view, worth a watch. Okay. Yeah. The other one I had was Above the Rim. Oh, yeah. Um, who's in Above the Rim? Tupac. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't even remember um, anyone else. That was 94 as well. Oh, wow. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Um, you could tell where my heyday was. But, yeah, you were elbow deep into baseball, right? At the time? Yeah. Baseball, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, baseball, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like into sports. So, like, 94, you would have been... Uh, 94 was just before I went over to America. Mm. Yeah, 95 was when I went, so... Um, so, so finding Forrester would have been really hard here. Yeah. Finding Forrester would have been uh, motivational for you as well. Or? I did watch that, but that was when I got back. I think <laughs> and that was when I was a bit. Uh, yeah, let's not talk about it. It's <laughs> a bit upset with <laughs> the, the way the world is. Um, Marlon Wayans is also in that film. Bernie Mac was in there. Uh, yeah, and all I remember because I love Tupac and as every anyone else in hip hop at the time did. But, and I'm just going to read this, the story of a promising high school basketball star and his relationships with two brothers, one a drug dealer and the other a former basketball star fallen on hard times and now employed as a security guard. I'm pretty sure the drug dealer was Tupac. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he played a whole lot of basketball. Um, that was about, good. I enjoyed it. What about White Man Come Jump? When are they going to remake that? It can be done. Oh, for sure. Couldn't it? Yeah. Imagine Chris Pratt. Yeah. In the role of Woody Harrelson. And who would you team up? It was, um, it was uh, Wesley oh. Snipes and Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I would love to have Kevin Hart, uh, but it needs to be someone <laughs> who you would believe <laughs> could play that's basketball. Brilliant. No, but it's a role reverse. Oh, yeah, 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 because yeah, yeah. he's so short. You can't really say black man can't jump because that's, you know, but white man can't jump, but it was just role reverse in Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? That's funny. Oh. Who's a tall white, white dude? He's a big actor. You could have The Rock. <laughs> yeah. Why let them team up again? Um, oh, someone uh, like yeah. Ar- Army po- Hammer. Polynesian guys can't jump. Someone funny though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have to think about that. But um, well, there, there's a there's a question for our listeners. Yeah, who could play Woody Harrelson's role in a role reverse for White Man Can't Jump, starring Kevin Hart and yeah XXX? I like that. I really think you could put. Chris Pratt in there. Yeah, yeah he'd be good. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Isn't actually, funny? yeah, he'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> okay. What else? What else we got? Uh, I mean, for sports, those are the two that came to mind. Um, you know, you could go into overtime things like, uh, I'm sure there's something in Mystery Alaska, maybe Karate Kid even, like with the, uh, he gets hurt and it's a bit overtime. Um Mm. Mighty Ducks going with ice. I mean, there's got to be overtime in that as well. Oh, for sure. That's an overtime game, isn't it? Ice hockey. <laughs> Everything's in overtime. Even even when they're halfway through the game, there's some sort of overtime that they're playing. <laughs> um, what about? Can we go down the my retail path? Yeah, good. I was waiting for you to um, <laughs> put something in for this uh... oh, to contribute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what's some good um, I movies? I forget words. I forget words right at the moment. They're gone. Yeah. What's a good movie about retail? That's easy. <laughs> oh, give me one. Clerks. Right, of course. <laughs> as yeah. soon as you said retail, I was like, yeah. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah. Oh, my God. Big shout out to Kevin Smith. Like, honestly, one of my favorites um, as a director and, uh, and, well, and also as a, a life comedian, I'm going to call him. Also, we got... Um, 
his other film in Morats, which mm. could fall into this category. Which they're making a sequel of, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, Morats can go in there. Um, Morats was probably my favourite <laughs> of his films. Well, yeah, I, I mean, haven't watched it for yeah. a long time, so I'm sure it's probably aged a little bit, but... When's the last time you did Clerks? One? Yeah. Oh. Well, I've seen Clerks 2 a couple of times before Clerks 1, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Clerks, to go back and watch it now, when, you, like, when you're in a world where MCU runs the universe, yeah. <laughs> um, you want something that's... Raw just, as, yeah. 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 And, and it's just completely dialogue-driven. Dialogue-driven, and it's yeah. funny, it's hilarious. And do and you know what? At your age and my age, it also reminds you of an easier time. time yeah. and, and that nostalgic throwback... Is, is beautiful. Yeah, nice. It really is, yeah. Yeah, I've been threatening to watch uh, a couple of the older Kevin Smiths of late. Of late. And they've got a, Kev, uh, a video store, obviously, mm. next door to the Quick Stop. So yeah. that help works for us, I mean. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I always used to use, uh, if you remember, I used Clerks as a training video for when mm-hmm. I was training uh, my team yeah. at the video store. I'd pop up, if you remember, I, was, I, I used that, that one, for... Um, I use the you know the cunning ruse to try and trick people. That whole scene where he kicks her out of the the store and oh yeah, like, I don't like your ruse. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I then drew drew that back to customer service somehow. Yeah, yeah, what not to do maybe. What not to do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, a lot of that film is what not to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, he worked in that store, in that actual quick stop. Right. And so he worked during the days and then, like, and filmed as well, but then uh, filmed a lot of the nights. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The other, the other training video I used to use all the time, movie, yeah. if you remember this, was, and it's such a great film, but it's, it's old and you could never find it anywhere. And it's Cadence. Cadence. Oh, I don't Cadence. even know. And it was like a um, kind of uh, army movie in the. Um, like a boot camp army movie. And it was Charlie Sheen and Martin Sheen together, I think. And oh, right. Yeah. yeah, Cadence. I remember, Cadence. again, the only thing that comes back to me is the picture, the, the cover. Yeah. And every time, it. I think it was Kevin Bacon from memory who was like one of the drill sergeants. And every time Bean, who was um, Charlie Sheen's character, would do something wrong, Kevin Bacon would say, that's a gig for Bean. And then uh-huh. the other guy would mark it as a gig, whatever that means yeah. in the movie, like push-ups or whatever. Oh, right. It's a gig for Bean. So I show that to you guys, the, my team in the video store, and say, if you guys fuck up, it's a gig for you. So I had a wall, I had a um, piece of paper at the back wall in the team, in the staff room, sorry, that had gig, a gig chart. It would have Sean, it would have everyone there, and oh. you'd actually get points for when you've done something wrong. Yeah, right. You don't remember that? No, not no. at all. Wow. I was such a good boy back then. So <laughs> I, I, you know. You're like, I've got no gigs, man. I don't yeah, have to worry about that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, for me, if it was now, I'd be like, fuck your gig chart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm against the system. Yeah, exactly. And this is the system. This seems, this smells like a system. <laughs> yeah. And then I just threw it on the ground. <laughs> um, another one for me, two, two ones come to mind actually for that retail stuff. Is Empire Records. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that movie. I don't know how it is today. I did see it probably, I'm going to say, five to eight years ago. Yeah. And it was still good, still held up. 
not sure how it is right now, but it's great, great film. Yeah. And the other record one is uh, the best one is High Fidelity, High Fidelity which yeah. we've talked about on the on the uh, podcast before. Uh, if anyone out there hasn't seen High Fidelity, please do yourself that John favor. John Cusack, Jack Black. I'm ready for it. I'm good to go again. Actually. And and you know what? If, if it, especially if you're in a new budding romance, <laughs> this is just a great little uh, hilarious romantic film as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know that's the way I feel about it. It's a good one to watch with with somebody. John Cusack. I, I, I loved him at that period. I really did. Yeah, John Cusack, Gross Point Blank, The Bomb. Yeah. Hey, uh, do you remember um, speaking of like? Retail, mm-hmm. no one does it harder <laughs> than Will Smith in Pursuit of Happiness. You know what? I don't even remember. I, I've put that. I know the movie and I've seen mm-hmm. it. I put, I've put it out of my mind. It was too hard. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty emotional film. But he was—he had to go door to door selling. Um, gosh, what was it? A printer or something? Some archaic printer. Uh, yeah, again, yeah. You're and, on your own on this one, buddy. Yeah, yeah. He did the overtime. You could, you could have he the whole the pavement. Um, Michael Keaton, McDonald's story. Yeah, true. Yeah. What was that film called again? Uh, the Founder. Founder, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Started off like that, but then... <clears throat> that, you know, that, was a better, that was a better second watch. I, I kind of felt... I, after I watched that, I was quite angry. I've spoken about it on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Because he's not a nice man. And Anyway, it was all about greed. And, but the second time, I kind of let that go, and I, I just enjoyed the film, you know. Uh, how, what else have we got here? Overtime. Gee, it's pretty tough. Well, I think I've got another way. Overtini? <laughs> Overtime. Oh, like so, errors, errors. Yeah, I think errors. so. Because <laughs> I was just, I was trying to play with the word because I was struggling for something where you were looking at retail. <laughs> um, but I thought over time. What about something like uh, Legends of the Fall? Oh, yeah, that goes over, like, a period of 40 years or whatever. Yeah, you know, you really grow with the film mm. and, and whatnot. And, I mean, maybe Dances with Wolves or something like that. Is that – do yeah. they uh, grow? I can't remember if they grow. I think that's really just period. seems like something Kevin Costner would do. Well, no, it's only because it goes for three hours. Yeah. It feels like <laughs> – I grew over the period of that. <laughs> it feels like you've aged. <laughs> well, that has over uh, overstayed its welcome. There you go, uh, over time. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Costly, mate. You're over yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, mate. That's half an hour too long. Uh, Along with Transformers. They're the two over there. God. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, well, well, that's another way you could take it is what, which films went over time. Yeah, well, there's a few of those. Um, uh, but yeah, you know what? It's so hard to make a film like Legends of the Fall today. Yeah. Like, you know, it's such a risk. Well, I mean, we all know that it, the business as it is, the people are calling out for these MCU films. Yes. And films like that, temple films, sequels, whatnot. And they're not spending as much money on um, films that are more like that. They're spending on TV shows. So Netflix I can't remember. I can't remember. A film doesn't come to mind that's like a sprawling epic that goes over generations. I can't think of something. I mean, I'm going back to Godfather, obviously, in the 70s, oh, but yeah. there's, I mean, sure, there's more like Legends of the Fall, but nothing's coming to mind of contemporary film. Well, I'm going to think of the latest one I've got is um, Benjamin Button. Yes. That, that is probably the latest I can think of right yep. this second. That went, that was epic. Uh, yeah. Forrest Gump, obviously. Forrest Gump, yeah, a little bit went before that his, one. Yeah, um, I'm sure we're missing some. I mean, oh, I'm sure there's some biopics that were kind of oh, well, sprawling yeah. and... But maybe you can throw the biopics out because that's what they do. A lot of yeah, biopics is yeah. go across that, and a lot of them are cheap. Yeah, 
Whereas Legend of the Fall was a quality film with like, you know, Aidan Quinn. Where is he lately? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. He's um, on a podcast in Nebraska or something. <laughs> look, look, I'm not going to say that he was the biggest draw card ever, no. but he's a solid supporting actor. Yeah. Um, but then you had Brad Pitt with long hair riding on horses. What else did you need? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I don't think he was Sir at the time, was he? Oh, maybe not, but uh, he's always Sir to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, interesting. What about, um, I'm kind of, I was thinking like, uh, I, the overtime I was more thinking, you know, time, like last second, we're running out of time, that kind of thing, you know. Oh, um, nick of time? Yeah, Nick and Johnny Depp. Yeah, so that's that's actually a, a real time film. Yeah, it's Nick actually Tom. played out in real time. There's another one as well like that. Uh, there was only a, maybe five years ago that was about a train, a bomb. Help me out here, Vatican City maybe. Um, Is it Gyllenhaal? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, Oh gosh, it's, it's gone from my memory, but I know the yeah. one. It's source code. Source, it? Maybe yeah, it's source code. code. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's real time, but it kind yeah. of pretends to be. What, what, what's what, uh, Dennis Quaid? Where it's all different angles. Oh yeah, um, vertical. One. No, vertical. Um, that's a good one. Because I'm sure that was like real time, but it was from different angles. I kept it playing with it back. A v. Or is that source code? It is is with the V, isn't it? Yeah. What All right, people, I am going to look this one up because it's going to kill me otherwise. Very, 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 very. See if you can get it before I get there. Oh, what am I doing? Look, I've, I've made a mistake already. No, it's I a Google and not IMDb. Um, I know that uh, Phone Booth was real time. Yeah, Phone Booth. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Buried, which was similar. Yep. With um, Ryan Reynolds. What is that film called? Um, I'm, I can't spell Dennis Quaid at the moment. <laughs> uh, that's my struggle. There we go. Oh, it's double N. Come on. I guess everyone spells oh, it with double N. Oh, he spells it with a double N. <laughs> How dare he? V- vantage point. Oh, I got it. Yes, you got Did it from it? just before I got there. Oh, I, I just got, got it. I haven't got there yet. There it is. Vantage point, 2008. Oh. Well done. I know. Well done. And yeah, it was a video. Took a while, but I got there. Yeah. Um, Crank is real time. Do you ever see that? Jason Statham? Yes. That's the one where he has to keep um, loading up on like either Red Bull or something to keep his heart going. Yeah. At the time, you recommended it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pro- probably... Well, number two was a bit silly. Yes, because it's famous for that. Um, they have a sex scene. Yes. To get him up, to get his heart, to get his heart going in the middle, and everyone's yeah, watching. In the horse races, that away. is crazy. Yeah, yeah, and he ends up putting the battery charger on his tongue, and <laughs> yeah, that was great. But yeah, that's real time, I think. And um, I don't know if you know Russian Ark is a film called Russian Ark, which was yeah, famous one shot. from its one shot. Yeah, mm, that is I saw, I absolute real time. Yeah. I watched it. Did you? Yeah. Oh, it was hard. Yeah. Because it was at a time when I sh- I, I'm not interested in that sort of no, stuff. No, that was very art house and very long too. Mm. Mm, it was tough. <laughs> really tough. And at the end of it, I said to myself, I'm never making a film like that. Uh, <laughs> Ever. What about um, like yeah, kind of out of time movies? 
Well, it's like the nick of time sort of stuff. Yeah, but like, you know, not real time stuff, but like speed, you know, against the clock. What's the one with... um, Taken. Hackers. uh, Angelina Jolie. Hackers. It's Hackers. Yeah. It's kind of like that sort of theme in there. Yeah. Inception. Yeah, I guess, yeah, to get back. Absolutely, against the clock, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not against the clock, though. Over, over <coughs> what about Back far. to the Future? No. Time. Mm. We're kind of breaking over time up into two words, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah over I'm, time. I'm over this movie and... I think we're, uh, we're probably out of... Uh... I think we could be. I think we may have exhausted everything. Yeah. Um, but if you've got anything that you think over time could relate to I know Transformers overstays it's welcome <laughs> yeah and I'll, I'll allow that <laughs> oh, oh my god there you go alright well uh, man that was good another month another, another episode yeah um, everyone out there uh, make sure that you check out our review of Avengers Infinity War uh, which is one. already out it's now a good one and uh, we've also got one coming out uh, in about a week or so Looking at uh, what can change this industry. Yeah. It's called the Movie Pass. It's right. a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Well, we'll have fun with that. Uh, and also, don't forget that uh, if you love fudge as much as I do, uh, especially the mint choc variety, look up Fudgy Australia. Uh, they are based in Canberra, but uh, send world, no, Australia <laughs> world. Well, I've just expanded their business without them knowing. <laughs> But they uh, they mail out their products um, straight away. Delivered to your door in dry ice. Dry ice. Yeah, so everything comes Shampers, out fresh, crisp. Strawberries with chocolate, dip chocolate. Yeah, it's all those sort of things. Like things you just want to like get a, a present for somebody, I guess. You know. Yeah. You want to um, make up with the missus? www.fudgy. I thought you said breakup, but that makes sense as well. If you want to break up with the missus, no better way to let her down than getting us some strawberries and cream. With a, with a nice card that says, <laughs> hi, bye. She'll forgive you in a moment. <laughs> but thanks for joining us today. Um, and uh, if you have anything to, to say, uh, you know, look us up on um, Facebook, Off Topic with the Movie Guys. Uh, Instagram, Off Topic with the Movie Guys. And you can uh, email us at uh, Off Topic with the Movie Guys at gmail.com. Sounds good. Yeah. See you next, <laughs> see, see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>